And now, introducing the man who decided to write a letter to the Orioles brass to let them know that he's ready to make a return to the diamond, saying, quote, baseball reference still has our playoff chances above 0.0%. What do you say we write a story that will put Mickey Mouse and Dennis Quaid to shame, unquote. While his audition for the latest commercials once again produced undesirable results, he took solace in the fact that producers took his name down and saved it for later for any future ads where they needed a very convincing before picture for a eugenics body transformation. He is Glenn Clark. Good morning. It is Glenn Clark Radio from the Press Box Studios. I am Glenn Clark. He is Kyle Ottenheimer. We are here. You should be at M&T Bank Stadium on Monday, September 13th for the Baltimore Ravens countdown to kickoff party. It's going to be an amazing time if you can't be out in Vegas. And I know a lot of you are going, but for those of you that can't be or are sort of on the fence, like you were thinking about going, but maybe, you know, numbers are rising a little bit, although they're... Or maybe they're, you weren't vaccinated and you're not allowed yeah, to go. There, there's <laughs> that, too. If, uh, I would have a different recommendation for you. It would be unrelated to the countdown to kickoff party, so maybe we don't do that one here. Like, I would recommend you go get vaccinated. Correct. Um, but for the rest of us, I would recommend you be at the party. Party with the flock. The Ravens countdown to kickoff watch party presented by Miller Lite Monday, September 13th at M&T Bank Stadium. A live performance by all time low. Why do the monsters come out? I should just, you know, they should just hire me to be I all time low. they fired one. the other singer. Dear Maria, count me in. Um, I, I could just do it if they want me. You know, I should have. You need a few more tattoos. I do need a few more tattoos. <laughs> they are quite tatted. That is a good point. Uh, live performance by all-time low, plus watch the Ravens-Raiders game on the Ravens Vision boards. Visit BaltimoreRavens.com slash kickoff in order to get your tickets. And as we learned, they're also going to do like the full production during the game. So it's going to feel like you're watching a game at M&T Bank Stadium, despite the fact it's that the a home game away is going game. to be happening on the other side of the country. Is going to be a great night. Coming up today, Drew Forrester joins us, as he does every Wednesday. We're going to check in uh, down in Carolina. Al Wallace, former Terp, now with uh, CarolinaPanthers.com, is going to check in with us as uh, the Ravens and Panthers hit the practice field today. They'll be practicing together for the next couple of days, and then they will uh, be playing a big game, whatever you want to call it, come Saturday, whatever whatever these things Huge are. Sure. Pat Vileka is going to join us this morning as well. Of course, uh, has spent a lot of time with the Orioles and uh, right now is with the Norfolk Tides. Kind of been interchangeable of late. Maybe maybe at the moment, not so sad to not be with the Orioles considering how things are going. Hey, ask me if I care. Do you care? Nope. Diamondbacks not won. Remotely. They did. So technically, the Orioles are in first place. Technically. Now, again, it's that strange thing where there's still two games in hand and so you can't screw those games up. You can't go ahead and win those two games that you have in hand. because I that still would... can't wrap my mind around what you're trying to say, but it's okay. I don't need to. Why is that? I understand. The Orioles have played two f- fewer games. Yeah. This is like fuzzy math to me. The assumption when you're a really bad team yeah. is that you're going to lose those two but games. But you can't assume. You know what they say about assuming. Well, no, I can assume a lot of things right now. The Orioles have lost, thir- lost 13 straight. Doesn't mean they're going to not win 13 straight. No, I think it means that, actually. I'm pretty sure that's exactly even what it means. two straight. Right, that's the bigger. That's a win streak, that would know. be the pro. Yeah, technically, that would be the problem. Is if when you play the extra two games, you win them, then yeah. you no longer control your own destiny. But 
when you do this math for good teams, you assume the good teams will win the two games. That's why you say you control. But the Orioles don't play any of those. That's why you say you control your own destiny. The Orioles control their own destiny for getting the number one pick. But they're As, trying to win still. What's that? Aren't they trying to win? Who? The Orioles. Did you watch? You know. Even you the good players are. Like, Cedric Mullins just completely deciding he doesn't need to get the ball back in from center field when there's a runner on first base that tags and goes to second right in front of him. A lot of people It's a weird bit. For seven years. By the way, credit Wander Franco, who clearly has a, a, a good baseball IQ on top of all of the skills that he has. Must be nice. He's no Adley Rutschman. Uh, well, he's not a catcher. Only so one of them is the current number one prospect That's a great point. That's a, that is a stone cold yeah. fact. Yeah. He is not Adley Rutschman is. I bet he's jealous. Totally. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Nelson Cruz homered twice. I love Nelson Cruz. I can't lie about that. Love that guy. We'll tied always... for ninth now for the most home runs after the age of 40. You know who he's tied with? Uh, Julio Franco. Some guy named uh, Henry Aaron. Okay. Well, that guy never really accomplished anything. Correct. So I mean, he's got that going for him, which is nice. Uh, look, man, I, I, I just you can't get me to care. It, it was a little bit of a bummer because John Means was pitching well for a little while last night, and you were like, well, this is at least play. At least if they lose, maybe they lose two nothing, and John Means pitches well, and you can feel good about that. And then only ten though. Yeah, right. They only gave up ten runs. That's yeah. a good point. They only gave up ten, so they got that going for them. I know all of, like a bunch of the Orioles reporters wandered down to Del Marva. Wandered Franco down. They, I don't think they wandered Franco down. <laughs> Wander Franco wandered his second base when Cedric Mullins was like, I'm not even going to bother to look. What are the overrunners for Orioles? I'm not trying to to get after Cedric Mullins. He's obviously been part of the solution. But this is is how bad things get when you get to this point in the season is that even Cedric Mullins is kind of checked out. Are they setting the lines at like 12 automatically when the Orioles play? 12 and a half for over-under for total runs? Just by nature of how many I mean, the it's, Orioles a, it's a fair question. I haven't looked in a little while. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. I want to thank Dennis Shapovalov, who was up 5-4 in the third I want to set thank him last too. night. A really nice dinner he cooked. It, it was. Yeah. It was wonderful. And Had he threw in the over. Cherries Jubilee, too. Yeah, right. That's, Normally you don't get that. That's how you know it's a, it was up 5-4 in the third set. It just broken to give him a chance to serve for the match. And then... Pissed it away and ruined a parlay I had going. Didn't cost me, like... $77 or anything like it's that. It's rather specific. Oh, I'm just saying hypothetically. Right, it, yeah. didn't, it didn't. Do. It was it 78, yeah. It definitely didn't <laughs> right. cost me like $77. <laughs> he decided cents. to piss it away why was that, at the end of the third Why set. was that the number you decided to, to go It's with? just what I would have made. It wasn't. The, it's not what I bet. Oh. It's, it's, it's the combination of what I bet and what I would have made. You like bet it, like 11 or whatever? It was a total. I didn't bet a lot. It was a little bit more than 11. It was 27 or something like that. 20 okay. something. Something. 77 is a prime number. I'm not sure if you heard. Is it? Yeah. I had never heard that. That's remarkable. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but yeah, thanks a lot, Dennis. Maybe go get another N in your name, you weirdo. Maybe don't bet on a guy that nobody's ever heard of. No, a lot of people have heard of Dennis Nobody's Shapovalov. ever heard of him. He just made a very deep run at, at Wimbledon. He, yeah, Dennis Shapovalov. He's Canadian. That does not that. sound like a Canadian, Canadian name. He's Canadian. That's what he is. He's Canadian. Dennis Shapovalov. Okay, let's not lie very, to each other. I'm, I'm not. I would never. I would never. I mean, I would. I don't care, but I still wouldn't. Mm-hmm. There would just be no fun in it. There would, it wouldn't be a sport for me to lie to you about Fair this. Fair enough. Dennis Shapovalov really screwing it up against, of course... Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Benoit Pair. 
that effing guy. You're going to lose to Benoit Pair. He sounds more Canadian to me than... He's French, for what it's worth. Well, there are French Canadians. There are French Canadians, but he is not. He's just French. I don't need to lie. (laughs) Again, haven't lied once. Haven't lied once. So there's that. Um, yeah, I've got no other thoughts about the Oreo. Actually, you have lied, by the way, when you said it didn't cost me $77. What do you mean? You lied. It what? did cost you $77. Uh, well, yeah, but I was doing that facetiously. Oh, okay. That was, like, I think everybody could read through that. I yeah. don't think that was a lie. That Some was a people bit. people take things quite literally. Did a wacky bit. <sighs> mm. Anyway. No, I'm glad. Yeah, the Orioles, uh, the Orioles aren't good, so there's that. I did have somebody message me yesterday that we didn't, we didn't mention this rumor about Tim Patrick. I don't think there seems to be much there. What was the discussion? Apparently, this guy Benjamin Albright in Denver. Okay, we know him, yes. He's. Yeah, this, We've had a discussion many times tricky, over the years where he kind of just throws stuff at the wall, and and like, some of it, some of it proves to be true. Some of it might be true. You just can never really know because, like, what he's reporting is so impossible. He'll report things like they were thinking about doing this thing or something. Like, you can never really prove it was true or not true. I I don't. There have been other people who have attacked his credibility. There have been other people who have gone after, like, what he said about his military history. I don't know enough about this guy, and I'm not comfortable to make him, I do not think of him as someone that when he says something, it's Bible. I think he's also someone who's managed to get a lot of attention on Twitter and has benefited from just saying things a mm-hmm. lot of the time on Twitter. And typically those people I try to block out. Now, a lot of times those people end up getting hired by someone. I'll give you an example of somebody who's like this. Matt Miller was the draft guy for Bleacher Report. And what his qualifications were, I'll never know. I'll never know in my life what made Matt Miller qualified to be a draft expert that people around the country turn to. ESPN hired him. Mm -hmm. So that immediately gives him a boost beyond, like at Bleacher Report once upon a time, they weren't hiring people. You could just be a guy and just, get a lot of attention on Twitter, get a lot of attention, get a lot of clicks, and you could work your way up and be Bleacher Report's lead draft guy. And yep. I don't to mind, I don't know that Matt Miller did anything beyond that. I don't know. Maybe Matt Miller was an expert. Maybe he was a football player. Maybe I don't know enough about Matt Miller because we so quickly just described him as a uh, Bleacher Report analyst and never really showed anything that said this is why his credentials are worthy of the attention that he's getting. But he works for ESPN now. And so... Either they've just decided to to say the hell with it. We'll continue to hire people just based on their engagement. following and right the engagement they get. Or maybe he has credentials I didn't know about. I don't know enough about Benjamin Albright to know how I feel about the guy. But he works for the Broncos flagship station in Denver, and he has been a guy who has reported things in the past. Is the rumor that and the Ravens were looking to trade for Tim Patrick? The, the report is as simple as the Ravens called the Broncos about Tim Patrick. There's nothing more to it. There's no... You're just checking in. How you know, doing? right? Do it like, or miss them. Right, sure correct. You want to say hello. Well, we got know? some old friends that right. maybe remember from his time here. We just wanted to check in. And it could be nothing more than like, hey, do you guys have too many wide receivers? Like, is there some world in which you're you're worried about whether or not they can all make the roster? And if so, would you be willing to give one away for a seventh-round seventh pick? Right, yeah, yeah, correct. It could be nothing more than that. Um, It might not... 
The Ravens also have a lot of receivers, like a roster crunch this, number of receivers. This is part of the story too. Like, like whose job is? I mean, like if somebody said, "Does that mean Miles Boykin can't make the team?" Well, then there'd be a lot of people that would say, "Yeah, that doesn't break my heart." Yeah. Like if 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 acquiring Tim Patrick, or if it really is, well, they know they're going to be without Rashad Bateman for a few weeks, and unfortunately, somebody might get hurt. In, mm-hmm. b- by the time Rashad Bateman gets back, Sammy Watkins is probably going to get hurt a couple times during the course back, of the well, season. Yeah, I saw today. he was practicing today. There's that, that's good. That's yep. that's I a bully. Along I with hope Bradley Bozeman and Ben Cleveland. I I hope they all stay healthy for what it's worth. Um, who knows? But the word is that the Ravens made a call about Tim Patrick. Fine. I mean, fine. I don't the. I said I did a. I said well, I did. He's been a, probably more did, productive than people realize when he was I, once a Raven and then left. Oh, he's definitely been more yeah. productive, but he's not been special. There's this thing no. where, like, because he's been more than what people thought he was going to be in Baltimore, we have like conflated that with him being a special football player. No. He's not been special, but he's been productive. Mm-hmm. He's been. He's had his moments. I, if I'm being honest about it, and nobody want to hear this, he's been more productive than Sammy Watkins. Well, not in a season long. Yes. One hundred percent for one season, maybe. Yes, I mean, I don't, I don't know what Sam Tim Patrick did the year before that. It might be multiple seasons for what it's worth. This thing we're doing this wacky bit where we're pretending like Sammy Watkins has been a productive player that he has not been. Um, he's been uh, uh, nothing for the most part. A year ago, Tim Patrick was very productive. He was fifty-one catches for seven hundred forty-two yards. The year before that was not nearly as productive. Um, but yes, a year ago he was as productive as as any season Sammy Watkins has had since that year in Buffalo that we all continue to, to hold up there as being like proof that Sammy Watkins is a football player. Um, for what it's worth, I'm, I don't know, indifferent. I don't know what to say about it. I'm, I, I did two, I, I mentioned I did my regular Kansas City hit. I was also on a, a Cleveland show earlier in the week. That's and big. oh yeah, Congrats. this is the this was my break, and I said the same thing to both of them because they both asked me about. Like, I'm Glenn Clark. That's what you said. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. I always lead that way. I say, well, guys, I'm Glenn Clark, and I I actually do the Chitty Bang thing. I yeah. say I'm pretty much amazing. Yeah. I they both asked me about the the number of injuries that the Ravens have dealt with in camp, and they asked it in two different ways. Like I think the the one was like, hey, are you concerned? It was just, are, are you concerned? The second one was more... It was, are you it ready was a, to suit up? It, no, it was worded better. It was... It was similar to that, though, right? Are you, are you more confident, as confident, or less confident in the Ravens than you were before training camp began? And I like the way that question was, was asked, because it required me to think a little bit more, and it required me to give the answer that I'm less confident, and I'm less confident specifically because Rashad Bateman. R- Rashad Bateman. Yeah. That's that's it. Rashad Bateman to me, like the Ravens taking a step towards winning a Super Bowl, not towards winning the division. Like I'd still think they're the favorites to win the division, slightly. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not. I'm not trying to think that they're that. I think it's a two-team race to win the division. I don't buy into the Steelers at all as being a threat to win the division. I think it's a two-team race, and I think the Ravens have a slight leg up because I still have questions about the Browns' defense. So with that in mind, I I don't think that Rashad Bateman's situation is the difference in whether or not I believe the Ravens, if otherwise healthy, are the team to beat in the AFC North. I think they are. It's just by a slim margin over Cleveland at the moment. The context is the Ravens trying to win a Super Bowl. 
And in the context of them trying to win the Super Bowl, I do think it is critical that Rashad Bateman be an impact player early, soon, to show them to be more capable when they throw. Mm Mm-hmm. Particularly outside well, to the earn respect, essentially, is to give it's a little, the defense yeah, something it's, to worry about. Right, it's it's a little bit that, but a lot of it is just that they that Lamar Jackson needs to know that he's got a receiver and outside the numbers that even if the throw is not perfect, like I would love for Lamar Jackson to just become a brilliant outside the numbers thrower, but there needs to be someone that you can rely on to give you a bigger catch radius that even if you don't make a perfect throw to outside the numbers, you can count on that player to make a play. I'll be there for you. I'll be there for you when the rain starts to fall. Yeah. Are David Schwimmer and Jennifer Aniston dating? Is that a thing now? Are they? God bless. If Are that's they the really? Do you imagine being David Schwimmer and ending up with Dan- Jennifer Aniston? I mean, yeah, probably. Do you imagine that? Really? Considering they like did it for like seven years in a show. Yeah, but David Schwimmer, man, like, come on, dude. You seem to be this really is, casting Jennifer Aniston is here. David Schwimmer is sure somewhere around here. Robert Kardashian. That's a great point. He killed it. <laughs> killed it. Um. Anyway, the point being, I, I think that David that's Schwimmer. critical. That's the point, right? Yeah, David Sh- David Schwimmer? <laughs> him? Him? How is it not an Arrested Development situation everywhere they go in town? Like, they look at her like, him? Him? You remember him? you... Who's that? Yeah, right? Don't be such an anhog. <laughs> <laughs> Egg? Mayonnaise. You, yeah, right? You, re- you, you remember. Why don't you invite Egg? Um, just take a packet of mayonnaise. Yeah, <laughs> just just squeeze it's it. so cute. No, it's not. Uh, like, like they have to. They did say, to, like, you know that you were with Brad Pitt, right? Like, you're aware that that they're similar. That though. really ha- are they? Yeah. In what way? They're both actors. They are both actors. You're right about that. Name another way. They both have pretty common first names. Eh, okay, technically, technically. Am I wrong? I don't know how common Brad is anymore. I'd say it's. Just as common as David. I don't think so. I think David is a more common first name than Brad is <laughs> we have any no longer. Way of proving this, but well, I don't know. I think there might be a list somewhere that tells us exactly how common these names are, and I would get on. I that. have friends named both. Yeah, that, that nobody cares about that. But and you also, believe me. And also, you don't have friends. <laughs> Let's not kid ourselves. You don't have friends. What was that? Oh, I think that Rashad Bateman, being a player, is more critical to the Ravens winning a Super Bowl than most other things. And so, yeah, Rashad Bateman not being on the field to start the season leaves me concerned. Could acquiring a Tim Patrick alleviate some of that because his skill set, even if not wildly dynamic, could be helpful in that capacity? I mean, it would just be like, hey, Miles Boykin isn't who we thought he was. We need another big target on the outside that can actually do right, something. Right, somebody who can be reliable. I don't know if he's a good blocker, though. That's kind of I don't. I, I don't am. know how good of a blocker Tim Patrick is. I never paid any attention to it, and Lord knows I'm not paying attention to how the Broncos have been blocking. I couldn't tell you if he's a good blocker or not. Um, but would it, would it help if Rashad Bateman's really going to miss up to six weeks, something along those lines, if it really does linger – uh, Where it is, it won't be that long, right? Well, that, like, I mean, that's that's like, would Harbaugh say we'll be back only in September if it if it well, weren't? He said weeks, not months. That's what he said. It I think was, they said they'd expect him to be back in September. That, but that's based on what John Harbaugh said in weeks, not months. You're taking one thing that then everybody else ran with and and said that means he's going to be back in September. And the, like you hope that he will be. Of course, you hope that that's the case. 
but the notion that these things are zeroed in on and that you know for sure that he's going to be there, and then the idea would be if you really were confident that Rashad Bateman was going to be back very soon, would you be calling about Tim Patrick? Unless you're just very unconfident in the rest of your depth, and I don't know. I don't know. These are all questions that that are relevant when discussing this. I'm I'm indifferent because I don't feel strongly about Tim Patrick. I don't think he's a... It's the same thing that I felt about Sammy Watkins. I just don't think that they're significant football players. I think they're kind of interchangeable well, guys. It's the discussion of are this, these two things can be true. They are upgrades, but not to the point where it matters. They're hypothetical upgrades. That's what I said about Watkins. Like, we keep saying he's an upgrade. In what way is Sammy Watkins an upgrade? Because you used to have people who couldn't do anything on the outside. I, I, I don't know what you mean by that. I mean, if you're talking about, like, something compared to... I mean, look, Marquise Brown is not an outside receiver. Sammy, he's still better than Sammy Watkins, more productive than Sammy Watkins. Most definitely. But if you're talking about the comparison between... I would say Sammy Watkins is an upgrade to Miles Boykin. I would say he's an upgrade to Willie Sneed in general. I mean, again, as I said, we've done the Willie Sneed thing before. The production does not suggest that. He's not an upgrade to Willie Sneed. He's basically the same guy. Um, Again, except for one point in his career where he was productive. And as I've said a million times, maybe there's some bizarro world where Sammy Watkins gets to Baltimore, stays healthy, and suddenly becomes a guy he hasn't been. But the guy we've actually seen has not been that guy. We just pretend that he is because we know his name. Like, there's nothing about his actual accomplishments on the field that say he's a productive football player that can help you. Um, it's a, it's, you know, it's why they're kind of laughing about it in Kansas City. Like, really, Sammy Watkins? Okay, go right ahead with that. Um, I, I, I hope, I hope Sammy Watkins proves to be something he hasn't been. Like, I, I desperately hope that's the case. But I, I feel the same way here. Like, he's a guy, and he's not nothing. And if the Broncos really have such a glut of wide receivers, and I can't fathom that, um, I know we, we They've like... They've got some guys. They've got, obviously, guys, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton. Right, you certainly like... Drafted Hamlin, Hamler. Hamler, K.J. Hamler, yeah. and Deshaun Hamilton still lingering yeah. around, and Deontay Spencer, I think, is still there, but... To, again, once you get past the first couple, those are largely guys. Those aren't, and again, even you know, Cortland Sutton clearly has to prove that he's that guy coming off an injury, and and Jerry Judy has to prove that he's that guy too. But we have better reason to think more that they are. The thing yes, the, the certainly receivers. is a problem. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying it's not a problem, but like they still have to prove it. You. Like you can't just you can't just say they are something that they aren't yet. They have to go be that. In order Let's to put it this way: they the invested more in three of those guys than they did in Tim Patrick. And so if they ultimately look at it at the end of the day and say, well, you know, I, I still couldn't understand just giving up on Tim Patrick for next to nothing. And if I'm the Ravens, I'm not giving something up that's real to get Tim Patrick. I'm not doing that. Imagine if they gave a that. fourth for Patrick and they didn't even get, get involved on Julio. Like, I mean, like... there's just no world. There's no world in which I'm giving up anything of actual value to go get Tim Patrick. I'm not doing that. No offense to Tim Patrick. I get it. He's 6'4", and he just he was helpful. But like, I'm not giving something up that's potentially helpful in order to have Tim Patrick on my football team. That's just not something that I'm doing. Um, that being said, if they do it, will I be offended by it? I mean, it depends on what it is. 
If they do it for a late-round pick, yeah, by all means. If the Broncos just want to give you Tim Patrick because they think he's not going to be someone that's involved on their roster and so they'll take your trash for him, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I guess. Why not? What else are you doing? But I, don't, I, I just can't feel strongly about it. There's really no world in which I can feel strongly about Tim Patrick in any way. All right, we'll get to Would You Rather Wednesday. That is, that's coming up here in a little bit. Today's show is also brought to you by Window Nation. They're celebrating their 15th anniversary all August long. All customers that get an in-home estimate will be entered to win your home project for free. Or buy two windows and get two free, plus pay nothing for two full years, 866-90-NATION, or visit windownation.com. As Kyle mentioned, some uh, good news today on the uh, the health front as Sammy Watkins did indeed return to practice for the Baltimore Ravens. They are down in South Carolina getting ready for this preseason game. So um, Bradley Bozeman also returned to practice today. Ben Cleveland was back out there. Those are good things. You'd like to see that. Marquise Brown, Miles Boykin, Deion Kane, all among the players that are still not back on the practice field but appear to be getting closer to the point at which they will uh, the Ravens are doing those practices with the Panthers over the course of the next couple of days. All right. What? Do, what do, is he all right? Oh, for God's sakes! I what? what we gotta. We're gonna have to put our foot down. We're gonna have to put our foot down at some point and just say, we, we, like, what? What is going on? What is going on? What? What is the? Well, problem? we're storm chasing. We're storm chasing. What? What do you mean you're storm? What is going on? We're we're trying to go to the center of the hurricane and play golf in West Virginia. What, if you were playing, why, why, why could we've never why, done this before? Why, but why are you doing this today? If you're playing golf in West Virginia, that's my question. Like it's okay. Well, to we say, didn't know there was gonna. We didn't know there was gonna be a hurricane. See, there was a hurricane, what, what, okay. and we wanted to go play in the eye of it. Have you ever played in the eye of a hurricane? No, I've never done anything in the eye of a hurricane. I'll make that very well, we're, clear. Normally, we're I drive go the play other golf way. In the, in the eye of a hurricane. Wait, what is okay? Why can't you just say I can't do it? Why can't you just say that? I got plans. And mi- and miss this? I know, I know. We're changing the world <laughs> over here. It's very important. I mean, and you miss under, this we'll, opportunity. We'll be okay. I need you to know that the show and will not way, be predicated. And by the way, when I don't show up, uh, you know what else doesn't show up? My check. Right. That's a good point. Yeah. I, by the way, when you show up while you're playing golf in the middle of a hurricane, we don't give you a check either. We make that <laughs> right. very clear. We don't do that. Correct. Right, what the hell's so, going? So yeah, on? we're. We're storm chasing a little bit today. It's a really weird bit. It's a really weird bit. All right, Drew Forrester, DrewsMorningDish.com is with us here on GCR. Um, all right, Cup, I, I, well, I don't even know where to start with you. I have no idea what to do. Are you Are you actually – like, when's the last time you sat down and watched a baseball game? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Can't script that. <laughs> all right all right i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna say a couple of things one one i'm not blaming you for this but as producer you're gonna have to do more this is the reality you need to talk to drew on monday and you need to find out what the deal is just need to get it all laid out I, we're not doing any more of this we're not doing any more of it <laughs> That's on you as the producer of the show. Okay? Okay. Don't. That's on you. That's the job of the producer. That's your job. 
This is not your fault, but we have to be more proactive in these cases. Are you there? No, he's not there. All right, that's it. He said, I'm way better now on the phone when I answered. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. We, we have to talk to him on Monday. We have to you're get not, the... You're not better now. We have to get the layout for the week. We have to figure out what day actually works. And if something changes, we just say we're not doing it. It's okay. Life will, life will go on. We'll be all right. I promise. We can do other things. We can talk about other topics. We'll get into Would You Rather Wednesday here in a minute. We can do all those things. But we're not just going to keep doing this bit. This is not a good bit. This is a bad bit that ends up hurting the show. So we're not going to do that anymore. we got to do a little more producing. That's the way it goes. Mm-hmm. I get it. It's Drew Forrester. It shouldn't require all that much. I don't. I I don't. I don't have the words. I don't have the words. God bless. God bless. There's Drew Forrester, Drew'sMorningDish.com. We're just gonna gonna pass. Gonna pass today, and we'll um we'll talk to him next week. How about we grab a break and sort of cleanse? Sure. We'll grab a break. We'll cleanse. We'll come back in. We'll dive into Would You Rather Wednesday. They're up at Glenn Clark Radio, or actually, I I don't think they're all up yet on Twitter because one of them was going drastically over the... How is it that we got a 280-character limit and I still can't get all these characters in on these things? Um, we'll come back. What? what? He, he dictates the show. Now. He said, I'll call you around 1130. It's like, well, no. No, it's not going to work that way. <laughs> yeah. It's just not going to work. That way. We'll talk to him next I get week. It. Yeah. And, and we need to... We, I hear It's on us. That's going to have to be on us. That's the way it's going to go. All right. Um, we'll get into Would You Rather Wednesday. We'll talk about it next. Glenn Clark Radio. Brought to you by Mobile One. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. Need to hone your computer skills to boost your career? Or maybe you want an IT certification. CCBC Continuing Education has the courses and programs you need for a career in the computer field. And it's all tuition free. From the basics to specialized training, we have the classes you need from hardware to programming to cybersecurity and so much more. It's your choice. It's your career. Call 443-840-4700 or visit ccbcmd.edu slash computer training. Here it watch out for the first time the pga tours fedex cup playoffs is coming to maryland the top 70 players in the world converge on kings valley golf club for the 2021 bmw championship august 24th through 29th 2021 baltimore's iconic and challenging course provides the perfect test as the playoffs heat up tickets are now available don't miss your chance to watch the drama unfold visit bmwchampionship.com today C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401 
888-888-7797 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. As one of only seven equestrian events of its kind, the inaugural Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill will give you unparalleled access to Olympic athletes in action. Come see the world's best horses and riders compete at the new Fair Hill Special Event Zone this October 14th through 17th in Elkton, Maryland. Don't miss the exhilarating cross-country competition, the elegance of dressage, and the precision of show jumping. There's something for the whole family, including great shopping, the Fresh Food Fest, beer, wine, and spirits, showcase and so much more come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the maryland five star at fair hill october 14th through 17th buy your tickets now at maryland5star.us with the number five this is how you get a premium cup of coffee better and faster than the drip 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 method and way better than a large urn of lukewarm coffee made who knows when at royal farms our new swiss made coffee machines grind fresh premium beans on the spot and then brew them one cup at a time for the freshest, most flavorful cup of premium coffee you can buy. This is Royal Farms Coffee. It's better because it's the freshest coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Sports and Social Maryland is bringing the ultimate fan experience to you at Live Casino and Hotel. We take sports viewing to the next level with a massive 100-foot media wall, 47-foot big screen, 40 HD TVs, extensive beer selection, big eats, in-venue gaming, bowling, and more. The perfect destination for sports enthusiasts and fun seekers. We're raising the sports bar at Sports and Social Maryland. Come see for yourself. Book your table now at SportsSocialMD.com. That's SportsSocialMD.com. It's Window Nation's 15th year anniversary. During August, all customers that get an in-home estimate will be entered to win your home project for free. That's correct, a chance to win free, top-of-the-line, energy-efficient Window Nation windows installed by experts with over 15 years' experience that will keep your home cool during the summer months and warm during the colder months. If you don't win, get half of your windows free with their buy two windows and get two free deal. Plus, pay nothing for two full years. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. Tweet us at Glenn Clark Radio. 21st Century Talk Radio at glennclarkradio.com. All right, back in here on GCR. It's what it is, man. This is uh, the nature of everything i apologize but uh life will go on and then you can find drew in plenty of places you don't need me to tell you more about that all right what i can tell you about is that today is new press box day and i like to typically have it in my hands on new press box day i haven't gotten mine yet but it is coming to your neighborhood royal farms it is coming to the hundreds of locations around town where you find press box and on the cover is marlon humphrey you've heard of him he is, of course, star cornerback for your Baltimore Ravens. Bo Smolka did a great story looking at where Marlon Humphrey is, what he's carved out for himself, and sort of perhaps moving into that lineage of great Ravens defensive stars behind the Ray Lewises, the Ed Reeds, the Terrell Suggs of the world. That's what the story is all about. It's a really good read. A lot of college football stuff in there as we get ready for the start of the season with uh, Maryland, Navy, Towson, and Morgan as well as a lot of uh, information in there about football betting, which we're hoping is something that we're going to be able to do here in the state of Maryland. There is starting to be some concern that it won't be the beginning of the season, but maybe more like the middle portion of the season 
when all of the red tape finally gets dealt with. And What's the holdup? It's the regulation. It's in the regulation phase and what it all looks like. And, like, it's it's coming, but, like, so many things, unfortunately, just don't seem to be getting done at a pace that's helpful. But it's what it is. It is it's going to be here at some point. It just might not be in time for the start of football season, which is a real bummer because I've heard people like to bet on that, and mm-hmm. that's good for business. So... Can't change it. Not nothing. I don't believe I have the power, so it's just sort of what it is. But uh, you can read about all of that in the new print issue of Pressbox, which is available today at your neighborhood Royal Farms. Let's play Would You Rather Wednesday. Would You Rather Wednesday, brought to you this week by you know. Let's make this one brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Glory Days Grill. You still have a little bit of time to take advantage of the summer seasonal menu. Which include includes includes too, which includes the popular summer seasonal menu is back with the very berry salad, the smoky thigh wings, the all new shrimp po' boy, crispy fried shrimp on a freshly baked sub roll with lettuce, tomato, and a house made spicy remoulade. Other delicious items including a 12 ounce New York strip steak, a barbecue chicken bowl, barbecue ribs and smoky thigh wings combo platter, zucchini fries, and a key lime pie. They all pair, pair well with a Sam Adams Summer Ale or their anniversary IPA brewed by Devil's Backbone. Find out more by going to glorydaysgrill.com. Would you rather, number one, would you rather Rashad Bateman surprises everyone and is actually back in time for week one of the NFL season? Or Bateman misses the first four games of the season, but I can guarantee that Jimmy Smith won't miss a single game all year. So Rashad Bateman back and ready, but take your chances on Jimmy Smith. Or Bateman misses the first month, but you get Jimmy Smith every game all season long. Number two, would you rather have the MLB career of Stevie Wilkerson, which I'm assuming is over at this point. I I guess maybe there's some world in which another team wants to give a look at Stevie Wilkerson for whatever reason, but I'm assuming it's basically over. You did a couple of neat things that people enjoyed, but you'll largely be forgotten within five years. Or you have a fairly successful career in whatever it is that you do, whether you're a Spelunking. you're in the taxidermy, whether you're in the you know, um, I don't know, working for a nonprofit. I mean, that would be more significant. Just a, a benign professional career. You're pretty successful, but you also happen to be the guy, I don't know if you saw it, I shared the video if you didn't, that uh, went viral this weekend because you literally saved a lady from an alligator attack out in Utah. Jumped in, jumped in at this park when the alligator started attacking the uh, trainer and you went right to work freeing her and then getting out safely yourself from this alligator attacking, which is one of the most badass things I've ever seen in my entire life. That's number two. And number three, would you rather Steve Smith Sr. gets into the Pro Football Hall of Fame next year on the first ballot and Anquan Bolden never does? Or, of course, the opposite. Anquan Bolden goes in on the first ballot and Steve Smith Sr. never does. Those are the three. Get your responses in at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. Those are the ways for you to get in with your responses. We begin number one 
Would you rather Rashad Bateman surprises and is actually back in time for week one, or he misses the first four games of the season, but I can guarantee you that Jimmy Smith won't miss a single game all year? The former. I mean, it's a different situation, even defensively and offensively, if you don't want to further reduce it down to it, cornerback and wide receiver. Um, the Ravens have depth at cornerback, quality depth at mm. cornerback. I mean, look, Marcus Peters mm. and Marlon Humphrey goes without saying. You feel very good about them. Um, Tavon Young, I get you're not guaranteeing he's healthy, so there's still a very high chance that he misses action, even if Jimmy Smith also misses action. Anthony Averett has apparently acquitted himself nicely at camp so far this year. You would think Martindale go as far as to say he has all pro caliber talent, whether or not I believe that. I, you know I, what that means. I don't know. But it, 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 what do you think they're going to say about these guys? I don't. You don't need, you don't need to say he has all pro caliber talent. Yeah, but, like, wait, wait, what do you think they're going to say? We don't. We think like this guy him a lot. We good. think he's really good. That, I, I, that's different than saying there's, he's there's, got all it pro means ability. Literally zero. You were you were freaking out about who was the wide receiver they were that that that. Um, my God, I remember having this conversation with you because somebody was going on about how good some nobody wide receiver was in training camp a couple years ago, and you were like, well, they wouldn't need to say that, and the guy was a zero. He offered nothing. Probably oh, Quincy God. Adebayo or whatever. It might have been. It, nah. It was somebody even – I mean, like, it was somebody even less relevant than that. Regardless. That guy at least made a – you know, was, was – Anthony Averett showed at times last year. He played I, well at I, times By the way, I don't, I don't dislike Anthony Averett in any way. I just don't think it means anything. Regardless, he is depth at the cornerback position, something they do not have, really, at the wide receiver position. They have an assortment of guys, guys who have not necessarily flashed in times in regular season action. They need guys at wide receiver who can do that consistently. Jimmy Smith, you almost account for him to miss games regardless. So they have depth there, I think, with that assumption in mind frankly the number of corners that they have on this roster yeah i the way you're looking at it is interesting and there are some people that are looking at it that but i think the problem we have is we know how good jimmy smith is we don't know how good rashad bateman is um but i still know who the, Dra- the ravens have proven to be a drastically different team when jimmy smith has been on or not on the field over the last few years they have been remarkably better when they've had jimmy smith out there when than they've been without him sure um, even as he's become more of a slot corner safety hybrid type, it's you know once upon a time it was overly dramatic when mm-hmm. he was the team's number one corner. Even as he's moved into this role, they've been a drastically better team with him than without him. Um, I'm surprised, however, by how heavy this has been towards Jimmy Smith. Like this has been almost 80-20 in that capacity. Um, from Nick Kelly, I'll go without Rashad for four weeks to guarantee a healthy Jimmy Smith all season. You need a good secondary to compete with the best team, so I'd love to have Jimmy all year. From from John Little Rock, the latter works better for me. The team can deal with Bateman being out for those weeks, but having Smith for all seven team, 17 would be amazing. Uh, from KZ, in the, in the long term, for team success, Jimmy won't miss a game, please. Not really sure. Just when you say in the long term, I guess he means for the season, because like in the long term, long term, I think it would be more helpful Rashad Bateman. But I, I guess what he's saying is for the season. Uh, Paul Novi Lando does agree with you. He says Bateman there for week one. The secondary is the Ravens' deepest position, so would sooner deal with uh, Smith's absence than Bateman. From 
from Chris. Chris says, uh, Glenn, until proven otherwise, this team is about defense first. They need to have Jimmy Smith on the field. I don't think that Rashad Bateman drastically makes a difference in the first four weeks of the season. You hope that that comes as the season goes along, whether he's out there for the first month or not. And is this team about defense first? I mean, like, I get that the philosophy of the franchise and yeah, I mean, that's history it's, it's a been. fair question, but I I still think that it, even if we we take away from that, we would say then it's about running the ball first. But it's ultimately when we have the discussion about the Ravens getting over the hump, it's not about their defense. I get the pass rush is sort of involved in the discussion, but it's largely about the offense and what we think needs to happen but as there's far two as evolution there. is you're, concerned. You're basing that on the idea that you feel very strongly about your secondary and Jimmy Smith not being there does not make... I, I, God bless you trying to say good things about Anthony Averett. And I'm not saying that I think he's a bad football player or that he hasn't shown some things that I've liked. I, there is a significant difference so far in whether it's Jimmy Smith or Anthony Averett that's on the field. Um, so far, that they are a drastically better team with Jimmy Smith. Now, that being said, I think the second step to that is, if this was me saying that Rashad Bateman would miss the season, I might feel significantly different about that. I would hope. But the point that that um, was just brought up was the idea that Rashad Bateman misses the first month, but as the season builds on, you would expect him to still be on the come at that point and with the guarantee that you're going to keep Jimmy Smith around. And those two things tied together outweigh just having Rashad Bateman out there for the start of the season and for four particular games at the beginning of the year. Some big games in there as well. Well, I mean, the Chiefs game is significant, but I don't know yet that I expect that Rashad Bateman is going to be such a contributor that he's going to make the difference. And as we've seen before... That same thing goes for the same... Like, if he's missing the first four, then you're talking about he wouldn't be a contributor until week eight or nine. If you're saying he's not going to be a significant contributor in the first four weeks of the season... Right, correct, but that's what... I, I, I'm not necessarily disagreeing with that concept, but the idea being that as the season goes on and you move towards the postseason, he still becomes that guy. I, I can live without Rashad Bateman posting a 1,000-yard receiving season if he develops into somebody that can be reliable for when the games matter the most in December and January. That, that I think you can... I also think the Ravens' defense is a little different this year, presuming that Oway is able to provide some help in the pass rush department, that Queen takes the next step, that they... I think that the Ravens may not need to solely rely on their secondary to do all the dirty work the way that they have in years past, potentially. I I don't know if it's solely relying. Until I see otherwise, I think they have to heavily rely on it. I mean, mean, it's got to be the strength. It's got to be proven otherwise. It's got to be the strength. We know that. It needs to be. Until proven otherwise, it needs to be. From Chris, Chris says... Glenn, at first I thought it was Rashad Bateman because of the expectations that I have for him, but really thinking about this team without Jimmy Smith, we have seen far too many examples of times when we were feeling strongly about this defense and just Jimmy Smith alone disappearing has made them look downright pedestrian. I don't know about downright pedestrian. I don't know about that. I think that's a little bit over the top. But I get it. I mean, I, it, there has been noticeable difference when Jimmy Smith has been out there or not specifically over the years. There's no doubt about that. And from Joe, Joe says, uh, Glenn, since everyone appears to be saying Jimmy Smith, I'll make the argument for Rashad Bateman. Uh, if he means him being out. What's that? Does that mean he means for Rashad Bateman missing four weeks? No, he's going to make the argument that you need to have Rashad Bateman out there. Is everybody saying Jimmy Smith? Overwhelmingly. It's overwhelming. 
It's you, and so far it's you, and who was the other one? Uh, Paul. Yeah, it's you and Paul. There's and also a sort of a discussion here. Look, I hope and I want to believe that Jimmy Smith is not going to have any sort of drop-off due to age or anything like that, but he's 33 years old now. But we have seen no reason to think that his play is going anywhere. Like, if he had been declining last year, then I would have that concern. We saw none of that. You know, a year ago, we didn't. We saw none of the idea. Now, that doesn't mean that it couldn't happen at some point, but we saw no reason to have the thought that that's coming right now. None. So, I, it's just not a factor to me in making this decision. Get back to me if that changes. The you know, half a year down the the road, and we see a Jimmy Smith that doesn't look like himself, then I then I'd feel differently yeah, I just about think it. That with but, a combination of. Tavon Young, currently healthy, currently being the operative term here. I'm not going to deny that there's still the risk, and it's a decent risk that he is not that at any point in the season. The combination of, as I mentioned, I'm not saying he's an all-pro player, but they clearly have confidence in Anthony Averett and would be okay with him playing. And then Brandon Stevens being used in a safety sort of corner capacity as well. I tend to think that forever, you're not saying he's missing the entire season. You're saying he's missing the normal Jimmy Smith number of games, five to six or seven. Well, but sometimes that can be the second half of the season. I get sometimes that. that can be significant. I get that. I still think the value of having a number one receiver healthy. But if, if I thought I'm not that's saying part it's of the guaranteed. problem. If I thought Rashad Bateman was a number one wide receiver right now, then I would, of course, say the other thing. I don't know what Rashad Bateman is. I think I he needs no time to get there. Right, correct. And I don't think a month is going to end up being the difference in that. I don't think it's going to be... I don't know how much time it takes, but a month is helpful. I'm not saying it's not helpful. It is, of course, helpful. But I don't think that the whether Rashad Bateman becomes a number one wide receiver in the NFL will be determined by whether he's out there for the first four games of the year this year or not. I would say that if he becomes it in his rookie year, his odds are increased with his four more extra games. And what I would say is I have so little belief that he's going to be a true number one NFL wide receiver as a rookie. true number one is based on production, and that's sort of the... It's based a little bit on production, yes. It's also also based on ability and what you can do on a football field. And the Ravens might not throw enough to ever have the production of a true number one receiver. But... He might have the experience to prove to other teams that he's worthy of that attention. And look, I think four games is, you know, important. You keep saying these things. Nobody thinks that four games aren't important. Taking it a step further and making it the difference between whether a player becomes something or not is, is absurd. I'm not saying it's the difference, but I'm saying the, the likelihood, which might be slim regardless has to be higher with four extra games. We're playing a percentage game that is largely in the margins at that point. Trust me, I'd prefer to have Rashad Bateman out there. I want to make that very clear. So then you choose Rashad Bateman. No, not in this scenario, based on what the other side of it is. But I think it's close. Everybody else seems to be you know, quickly leaning one way. I think it's a very close, difficult decision um, that I'm just deciding to lean towards the other way that's that's where i am all right uh number two would you rather you can be stevie wilkerson you know you made it you were a major league baseball player you did a couple of things that were cool you pitched became a position player recorded a save people thought that was neat you made a remarkable catch in boston which was not last year by the way i can only tell you that because there were fans in the stands lots of them You made a remarkable catch in Boston that people remember, that people associate with you. It was one of the best catches they've seen in recent baseball history. You were much more of a player than that. 
You were a guy. You were a guy who had a couple of neat moments. But you got there. You did it. You lived the dream. And you weren't nothing. You've accomplished more than, you know, I'm not trying to take shots at anybody. You're more of a Major League Baseball player than Dustin Knight is, for example, or Mickey Janice is. You're a, you made it. You did it. Or you're a guy who has a career that's nobody really cares about. You're successful enough at it. You're not a billionaire. You're not a, a wildly successful human. You're fine. Whatever you do, you're fine. You work for the. You have a nice government job. And you're fine. And you just so happen to be the hero that saved a lady from an alligator attack and it was caught on video and went viral. And that's always there. Which would you rather? Um, I mean, on a cursory search, Wilkerson has earned just over like $700,000, $800,000 in his major league career which is not an overwhelming amount for a major league It's a good amount of money. It is. But Somebody wants to give me $700,000 or $800,000, by all means, please. Of My course. Venmo is open. I want to make that very clear. But I don't know what his odds are of, I mean, coming close to that in the future per an annual basis. None. I Zero. What, I don't, I mean, I don't what would he do? Exactly. I don't know what Stevie Wilkins I mean, I, I, he might become. He do. might become a coach at some point. I'm aware, some but good you money. don't normally, you know, ultimately – He's unlikely to receive, or less likely to receive. You you keep making this about money, which is a really good like it. It's a goofy bit. Is it? Yes, it's a goofy bit. Is your life all about fame? No, it's not about fame. It's about like doing something. It's about it being cool. It's about whatever it is. It's about a sense of accomplishment in some way, like. The money here is not significant in one way or the other that it should have anything to do with the conversation. Like, if, if somebody was a billionaire, yeah, I mean, obviously, but there's no, there's no, not enough money in this conversation that it's worth diving down. I think it's part of the conversation. In what way? If you're doing a good job in your job, you could do that for a long time and earn that decent whatever. I, I don't know what, what job you think is give, paying you $700,000. Cumulatively, I would yeah, imagine like all Over of a long time, would. but Stevie Wilkerson can go get a job too. No, he can't. No, I don't know if you know this. No, like, you can go get a job once your baseball career is no, over. That's that's something that's afforded to you. You can go sell some medical supplies, whatever it is that you want to do. You can go get a job. That's, that's okay. You can be a financial advisor if you'd like. Lots of guys are. Um, there's plenty of jobs that you can get after your baseball career. I haven't said, seen said video. It, it, it's available. I've made it available for you to see. I'd rather not. Also, you're the one guy on the internet. I do a good Congratulations job. Congratulations on that. Um, I'm sure whatever it is that you're doing is is more important. Yeah, correct. Um, nobody's going to recognize you on the street. Do you as think, the alligator you think people are recognizing Stevie Wilkerson on the point street? Is that neither of them are going to get you like fame and recognition I, or this free is, stuff you, when you, you walk around? You keep throwing out the things that should have nothing to do with the conversation. Well, I'd rather be a baseball player than somebody who had an offhand YouTube video. I would. I I, I think you're making it like it. You're comparing it to um like the thing in Dave where he got uh, went viral for the suck me thing like it, the guy's not going this isn't about having a viral video this is about actually doing something 
about being a hero, a literal hero. Steve Wilkerson was also. No, he was not. He was. He made a nice baseball catch. And he is in zero in zero ways. Is he a hero? You're in the history None. books for that save. Yes, he did get into the history books for the save. And if that's I don't know the if thing you can't alligator more about, hall of fame, where do they have that? that, that I, 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 Stevie Wilkerson. I'm, I, there's no world in which that's still on display at the Baseball Hall of Fame. You don't know that. No, they put that on display for like a week, and then they move on to the next anomaly that well, occurs you, in baseball. What you haven't done is answer the question that. about the Alligator Hall of Fame. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, we'll have to find out more about where the Alligator Where are they Hall commemorating his work? Yeah, it's a great. If there is one, I'm going to guess they probably did something to recognize it in the Alligator Hall of Fame, or they will. I doubt it. I'm going to guess they do. I doubt it. Yeah. Um, I'll be a baseball player and have that experience of playing in the majors and re- realizing a dream, which you did, right? Like Steve Wilkerson worked his way up through the minor league system and had multiple seasons of major league baseball experience. Got to do what so many people are unable to do, and the majority of people who try to do it are unable to do. Um, he also had some fun things happen. During the course of his career, it wasn't like it was just a cup of coffee and, oh, I got to fly on the team flights before I went sent back down to the minors. Like, he, he was up for a while and did some very neat things and was in the Baseball Hall of Fame and will remain for history. No. <laughs> no world. Will that be a Unlike thing? Unlike this alleged Alligator Hall of Fame where right. you keep talking about, like, what, the Crocodile World in Myrtle Beach or whatever? I love Croc. It's, uh, there was a, uh, I think it was Gator World in Florida was one of my favorite places to visit. Well, I don't think this guy's even going to be there. You don't know that. You have no clue. You, you're act- sitting out here acting like you're some sort of expert about the Gator More Hall More people of Fame. remember the name Stevie Wilkerson than they were, than they will Gator Man. I mean, for the next, like, three years, and then a lot of people are like, who the hell was Stevie Wilkerson? By the way, also, the no- number of people that know who Stevie Wilkerson is is confined to a very it's not even all words. what is gator man's name who knows who cares he saved a lady from a gator by the way most people understand the nature of this question and i appreciate that you are certainly showing us a side of yourself uh paul from Lando, even though it would be pretty cool to be able to say you're an mlb player regardless of how good or bad i'll take having an anonymous successful career and having a direct impact on someone else's life Steve Wilkins might have saved Being the fan's an life. Actual catching hero. That, catching that ball at Fenway. Yeah, you think? What if it had hit him someone? in the head? Oh, it's a great point. That could have happened. Nick Kelly, I'll be the hero and have a successful career no one knows about. That seems much more fulfilling to me. Dude, again, as you From, said, Steve Wilkins can still have a successful career. I mean, I'm. It, he could. He could do whatever he would like to do. He's just he not. Could literally, take the Gator Man's he, job. Uh, well, that's not a job. I'm talking about whatever it is he does in his in his. Oh, you're saying he could just go become the go plumber, do that. Or whatever yeah. it is that he is. He could do that, but he wouldn't have saved a lady's life from an alligator. He would have saved in a, a baseball dramatic game. way. That doesn't mean anything. Or did he earn a save or not? Cole Solcer's got saves too. Yeah, but he's not an infielder, or outfielder. Yeah. We don't really know what Stevie Wilkerson was either. He wasn't really any of those things. He was a baseball player, Glenn. Yeah, something like that. Uh, KZ, I need a nice pair of boots, so let's save the lady from the gator. And from Jeff, Jeff says, uh, heroes never die. Wilkerson, baby. That's a great point. And John from Little Rock, who the F is Wilkerson? John's admitted openly that he's sort of checked out in the last few years of Orioles baseball. I'll be a hero over everything. Continue to get me your responses at Glenn Clark Radio for Would You Rather Wednesday. We will continue to talk about them throughout the course of the show. We come back in, we're going to talk some Ravens-Panthers. They're practicing together, and they're going to play whatever it is that you want to call these things that they do. Uh, coming up on Saturday, Al Wallace is a former Terp, now at Panthers.com, and media personality down in Charlotte. We're going to talk to him next. It's Glenn Clark Radio.
Sports and Social Maryland is bringing the ultimate fan experience to you at Live Casino and Hotel. We take sports viewing to the next level with a massive 100-foot media wall, 47-foot big screen, 40 HD TVs, extensive beer selection, big eats, in-venue gaming, bowling, and more. The perfect destination for sports enthusiasts and fun seekers. We're raising the sports bar at Sports and Social Maryland. Come see for yourself. Book your table now at SportsSocialMD.com. That's SportsSocialMD.com. Here it Watch out! For the first time, the PGA Tour's FedEx Cup Playoffs is coming to Maryland. The top 70 players in the world converge on Kays Valley Golf Club for the 2021 BMW Championship, August 24th through 29th, 2021. Baltimore's iconic and challenging course provides the perfect test as the playoffs heat up. Tickets are now available. Don't miss your chance to watch the drama unfold. Visit BMWChampionship.com today. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Redefine your skills, inspire change, and make a difference. The Army offers the new generation of youth the ability to be part of something bigger than themselves, while also improving who they will become individually. Soldiers have the ability to impact the world in many different ways. The Army supports humanitarian missions ranging from the COVID-19 response to natural and man-made disasters. Visit GoArmy.com forward slash Baltimore. Hey everybody, this is Chris Ruling at Great Eights Memorabilia. The Maryland State Fair is right around the corner and we're going to be taking over with the largest Baltimore football signing in over three years. The Purple Takeover is coming to its Millennium Fairgrounds for the massive Maryland State Fair from August 26th through Labor Day Monday. You'll have the chance to meet Pro Bowl tackle Ronnie Stanley, Hollywood Brown, first round pick Odafe Away, Big Country Ben Cleveland, Hall of Famer Lenny Moore, and many, many more from your football team. Tickets are available at GreatEightsMemorabilia.com. That's great, the number 8S, memorabilia.com. And remember, as always, be great. The journey begins on remote mountain farms and plantations in the lush tropical regions of countries like Colombia and Brazil, where the best coffee beans are grown. The beans are harvested by hand, carefully sorted, bagged, shipped, and finally roasted. And the journey ends as your cup of rich, flavorful Royal Farms coffee, the freshest and best coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. It's Window Nation's 15th year anniversary. During August, all customers that get an in-home estimate will be entered to win your home project for free. That's correct, a chance to win free, top-of-the-line, energy-efficient Window Nation windows installed by experts with over 15 years' experience that will keep your home cool during the summer months and warm during the colder months. If you don't win, get half of your windows free with their buy two windows and get two free deal. Plus, pay nothing for two full years. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. Party with the flock at the Ravens Countdown to Kickoff Watch Party presented by Miller Lite on Monday, September 13th at M&T Bank Stadium. Celebrate the start of the season with a live performance by all-time low, plus a watch party for the Ravens vs. Raiders game on the Ravens Vision Boards. Appearances by Ravens legends, cheerleaders, Baltimore's marching Ravens, playmakers, and Poe. Tickets are $10 in advance and $20 the day of the event. Visit BaltimoreRavens.com 
slash kickoff for tickets and more info. You are out. You are listening to Glenn Clark Radio Radio at GlennClarkRadio.com. Yeah, you know, you heard Chris Ruling in there talking about the Purple Takeover, and don't forget that we're also going to be out and about this fall with Tyus Bowser, the Tyus Bowser Show. We announced it yesterday. We're going to be doing eight shows this fall with the Baltimore linebacker all around town. The first one is coming up the Tuesday before the season begins, September 7th. We'll be down in Pasadena at Mother's, Tuesday, September 7th, for the first edition of the Tyus Bowser Show. He'll be bringing teammates, special guests with him all throughout the course of the season. It's going to be a great time. The Tyus Bowser Show kicks off Tuesday, September 7th, down at Mother's in Pasadena. Look forward to having you out there in partnership with Great Eights Memorabilia. Of course, uh, get to the Purple Takeover at the State Fair and find out more about the Tyus Bowser Show by going to pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. Let's talk some Ravens-Panthers joining us now. This man, a former Terp, now he's a media personality down in Charlotte, panthers.com, a lot of other places you see him popping up as the Ravens and Panthers are practicing together for a couple of days ahead of their preseason game on Saturday. It's a pleasure to welcome back into the program former Terp Al Wallace, who's with us now here on GCR. Al, it's Glenn and Kyle in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Yeah, I appreciate it, fellas. Thanks for having me on it's, today. It's great to chat with you, dude. We're all. I, mean, I, I imagine you're expecting Talia Tungavailoa wins the Heisman this year, right? And <laughs> and Maryland's in the Rose Bowl and overcoming Ohio State. The expectations have got to be significant, correct? Let's hope so. Let's hope so. It's been a while since the Terps have been good. I know, uh, you know that that program there is is on the rise. Have some good talent, but it's tough sledding. I was the ACC guy. The Big Ten is a different animal. No Those doubt. offensive linemen are the difference makers there. So uh, it's it's a much different beast for the Terps this there year. There is no doubt about that. All right, let's talk to you about the Panthers. And I, I guess this all starts with, are you a believer that they can really get something out of Sam Darnold this season? That, they're, that this really is, hey, the talent's there. This is just all Adam Gase's fault, the way that some people want to believe it is. Or do you think this is – a stopgap to them having to inevitably draft a quarterback a year from now? Uh, yeah, I'll start with I think it's a stopgap, but I think at this point in the season or the offseason, everyone has to be hopeful, right? They they didn't make some of the decisions in the, in the draft we thought they would make, whether it was left tackle or some of these young quarterbacks that blew our minds this weekend in the first preseason game. So if that uh, kind of roll of the dice is wrong, and Sam Darnold is not the guy. We're we're just we're starting all over again. You're still with uh, kind of the Teddy Bridgewater stopgap quarterback that's not going to get you where you need to be. And that clock is ticking for some of these young, talented football players like Christian McCaffrey, another Turp, DJ Moore, yep. all those guys. So it, they better have, you know, made a, a good decision. But it's the wait and see game. We didn't see him in preseason game one, and we're all waiting to see if that decision making, if this offense under Joe Brady looks a lot better for Sam Darnold. Yeah, and and we'll see. And I'm I'm certainly in the group that doesn't. I I, I don't see it. I don't buy into it. But I, I don't know. I mean, like crazier things have happened than someone finding something when they've gotten to a new place and around new surroundings and around other people. I mean, I, I I'm not trying to make a. I'm not. I want to make it very clear. I'm not suggesting Sam Darnold is Drew Brees, but somebody would say that that's kind of the Drew Brees story once upon a time, right? It's, 
Yeah, I think the better comp is going to be Ryan Tannehill. Drew Brees was great out in San Diego. You knew he was going to be a stud. He was highly sought after after the the shoulder injury. So you you knew he was still going to be a great football player. I'm not sure if we've seen that glimpse of greatness from from our guy here, Sam Darnold. So uh, did he throw for some yards? You know, is he, does he have the toughness, the moxie that you like from your quarterback? Absolutely. But for me, if you're going to, you know, do a comparison between any two quarterbacks, the hope would be that it would be a Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee and that he would revitalize his career and somehow become a Pro Bowl player on a team that's built around great defense, which I think the Panthers will have, and a lot of talented uh, offensive weapons with a stud running back. That's the formula. That's who we're looking at. Uh, that's who we're hopeful Sam Darnold will be. He is Al Wallace. He's with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. You, of course, mentioned Christian McCaffrey, and everybody knows how great he is. It, is it almost a burden, Al, because like you feel like you have to have the ball in Christian McCaffrey's hands so many times a game? Does it almost become burdensome for a franchise because if you, if Christian McCaffrey were to not touch the ball 20 times in a game – people would lose their minds and say, what are you doing that you have to design new and and interesting plays to get the ball to Christian McCaffrey so much during the course of a football game? Yeah, it was. Once upon a time, his first couple years in the league, I think for this, this organization, was they're saying, how can you not give the ball to one of the maybe top two weapons, uh, certainly one of the best running backs in the entire NFL. I think with his injuries last year, what happened is, this team, this offense, this new coaching staff, the fan base has realized that you can do it without Christian McCaffrey. He doesn't have to take the burden uh, of the load and, and carry this team where it needs to be. D.J. Moore has developed. Robbie Anderson is in this offense. Uh, you look at Terrence Marshall Jr., who they drafted this year. All those guys can be very viable weapons and options so that Christian doesn't have to catch every pass and, and take every handoff. Right. And now they can really compliment one another. I mean, it's, you know, look, by the, not saying it's a bad thing for him to get the ball. It's obviously no very good, but he doesn't have to have the ball on every play during the course of a game. Is it to the point yeah, where – Yeah, I say give it to him. I'm a football player. Sure. I want to see him get the ball. He's your best weapon. Hand it to the guy and, and, and let him make that decision. Is it to the point, though, where maybe they would – have more of perhaps a backfield split this season and try to keep him fresh throughout the course of the year? Well, yeah, Reggie Bonifant proved that he's an explosive football player, and Chuba Hubbard certainly looked good this past weekend, this past Sunday. So these these young guys can earn the trust of the staff that they can sit Christian McCaffrey for one or two plays even uh, and make plays. I, I think it's not going to be an even split, but you'll feel better about taking some of those carries away from Christian. Al, you mentioned D.J. Moore. Obviously, we're biased, uh, another former Terp and a guy that we're rooting for, but someone who's been right around 1,200 yards each of the last two seasons. Are you surprised that he does not get more love as being one of the top young wide receivers in the NFL? Yes and no. I think those receivers, uh, most receivers are known uh, for their personalities. They're very vocal. Uh, They're very uh, good in front of the microphones and the Mm -hmm. cameras. DJ's a quiet guy. He's a lunch pail kid, you know, that's going to, a Philly kid that's going to just come out and work and and perform. And he's been that way when he was at Maryland. Uh, After the catch, no one's better, I believe, in the NFL. He's just as strong and as physical as a running back. So a lot of that has to do with how often. Are you going to see him in front of the camera? How, you know, much exposure can we be to to, to his personality to fall in love with him? But 
I think the guys around the league, defensive backs and other receivers, really respect who he is and what he's able to do. Especially, I think his, you know, one of his strengths is catching the ball, breaking tackles, and having the speed four three speed four four speed to take it the distance. Is it possible he's still getting better? Like, is is it possible for as good as he's been that we haven't seen everything yet, or maybe we acknowledge what if he had a you know, a, an even better quarterback throwing him in the football, what might he be at this point in his career? Absolutely. I mean, it's been a few quarterbacks, maybe three or four. So, you know, when you look at it, I think he's only scratched the surface. Uh, you know, third, fourth year, kind of coming into his own. Uh, you can see the leadership that he's taken as far as showing the younger guys how to, to operate and how to be a pro. I think he's really scratched the surface. He is a Pro Bowl uh wide receiver that's the potential so he hasn't reached that point yet I certainly think he'll he will be there he'll be one of the top receivers in the NFC if he can have some consistency at the quarterback but we go right back to our first question yeah. how we started yep. this is Sam Darnold the guy oh no question it's that's that's huge uh, Al um yeah you know the another, another wide receiver there are a lot of Ravens fans that were interested in Terrace Marshall in the first round of this draft and they ended up getting Rashad Bateman he slipped all the way to the back end of the second. That's where the Panthers got him. What are the expectations for Terrace Marshall? He's he's certainly big. He wasn't always very consistent, but he was always, you know, lined up against uh, you know one of the other best receivers in in all of college football for the last couple of years as well. What are expectations for Terrace Marshall as a rookie in Charlotte? I think they're growing. They're growing every day we watch him in training camp. The way he performs, his routes. Uh, his catch radius, that size, his speed. Um, I think, like you said, he's been on uh, some wide receiver cores where he's been second or, or third best. So that's, that's slowed him a little bit. And then the injuries. So for the Panthers, you know, I look at what we had here, the time that I played with Steve Smith, uh, who's Baltimore Raven there also, and Moose mm-hmm. Muhammad, and he's Moose. He's not taking a back seat to anyone. I think he can be big, and I feel like in the next couple years or so, you know, Robbie Anderson disappears, and this guy steps up, and you have a DJ Moore, Terrence Marshall Jr. Uh, combination along with some of the tight ends they were able to bring this year, and they still have a very talented group on the outside. This kid is special. When you watch him play, uh, you watch the, the maturity of the routes. Uh, he has been well coached, and he's ready for this time, and he's going he's gonna to be very impactful really quickly in this season. Obviously, Robbie Anderson is still there. Is the expectation that Marshall will operate out of the slot a lot this season? Yeah, yeah, I think that's where, you know, he played most of his time collegiately. Uh, They're going to stick him in the slot. Uh, They have David Moore that came over from the Seattle Seahawks. They're going to try to get all those guys in the mix. You talk about that size, that speed, matching up with some of the nickels and, and some of the linebackers. Uh, maybe a safety here and there, I think that's going to be an advantage for the Panthers. So we'll see those three guys with the speed from Robbie and DJ being a, a jack-of-all-trades and then Terrence Marshall. I mean, uh, a, a better three, in my opinion. I know I'm biased here at the Carolinas, but those two, I'll stack them up. Or those three, I'll stack them up against any receiving core here in the NFL. Wow, jeez. Boy, that's a, that's, that's, that's a statement. Uh, he's Al Wallace, the former Terp. Of course, the Ravens and Panthers are practicing together for a couple days down in South Carolina. They'll play against each other on Saturday night in North Carolina, just the, the goofy way that that all works. Um, Al, you know you know a thing or two about um, uh, def- Maryland defensive players that flew under the radar, and Jermaine Carter is certainly one of those guys. How impressed have you been by his staying power and what he's carved out for himself since arriving with the Panthers? Yeah, he's so hungry. Um, 
He's such a smart football player. He was so dynamic in College Park, uh, just watching him from afar, playing for the Terps. And when he got here, he saw an opportunity. He got to learn behind Luke Keekley, Thomas Davis, uh, those two stalwarts here on this defense for a very long time. And he got his opportunity with some injuries, obviously Luke retiring, and he's taking it and he's running. They've, they've brought two guys in the last couple of years to try to take that middle linebacker spot, but he's just a dog. No one on that team, no one on that defense is more physical, is more violent than Jermaine Carter. And I can, I'll put everything I have on that. This kid goes out there, he plays with violence, and I love it. Uh, again, it's hard not to be biased with the Terp relationship. Yep. But he's ready. He's not going to be pushed off of his spot uh, and taking that. I think when we see this final roster breakdown, he's going to be on the field because you don't have another player that's going to play with that intensity that Jermaine Carter does. I'm excited to see him. Again, another player that's scratching the surface. He's not going to go away anytime soon here for the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, the Ravens waited until the end of free, you know, they literally just a couple of weeks ago to finally sign an edge rusher in Justin Houston. A lot of Ravens fans were interested in Hassan Reddick earlier in free agency and you know, the only thing that concerned me is for the monster season that he had a year ago, like five sacks happened to come in one game. And, you know, he, he really wasn't a monster in the years before that, right? Like he had five total sacks combined the previous two seasons. Is it fair to say that this is a boomer bust sort of situation with signing Hassan Reddick? Like it could be that they found someone who's really on the come as one of the game's best young pass rushers or, you know, maybe there's a possibility that he's a guy that, that was able to bank in on a big season that we still don't know for sure is that type of player. I think it's a lot of all those things you just just laid out. Uh, first of all, I think he was playing out of position his first couple of years in Arizona. Um, have a pretty good inside connection. My former teammate, defensive lineman Brenton Buckner, who coached him oh, last yeah, year. Sure. As soon as that happened, he said, hey, you guys got a good player. People don't know about it. The kid is just figuring out how to rush from the outside because they kind of stunted his development there, trying to put him in an interior linebacker position. So I really do think uh, that he, he is going to grow. He's going to be a great compliment to Brian Burns. And, you know, I've heard the argument a few times that, hey, a lot of those sacks came in one game. Show me, count the number of guys that are able to get five sacks in a game. I'm a defensive end. I was a pass Sure. It's hard to do. I don't care who you are and what situation you're in. That's a difficult uh, accomplishment. So I'm going to give him the credit. I think he's not going. You know, he's going to he's going to do well because he's playing against arguably one of the top five pass rushers in Brian Burns in the game. So this should be good. This should be good if Phil Snow, defensive coordinator, can get these guys together with Jeremy Chin, all the young talent that kind of overachieved last year. This could be a scary top ten defense here in the Carolina. All right, and one more local connection to the team: Baltimore's own Ian Thomas, someone who there were some pretty high expectations for. It's just really never seemed to to kind of get it all together, can you put into words like what the Ian Thomas story has been and is it starting to be, you know, kind of like a, you know, get off the pot situation with Ian Thomas? It is. It's, it's do or die. And you've heard good things come out of Spartanburg, South Carolina, where they, they practice there at Walter College training camp the last couple of years. Uh, you play behind Greg Olson here at the start of your career, so you're not going to get many opportunities. But last year, he fully expected in Joe Brady's offense for Ian to step up and, and be a big part of it. Um, but it wasn't. So it's it's been consistency. He certainly has the talent. He has the hands. When he's had 
you know, opportunities. We've seen the flashes. But in the NFL, talent is a part of the equation. It's about consistency, and we just haven't seen that. So if there's one thing I can point to why he hasn't been on the field and he hasn't, uh, you know, been able to lock up that tight end spot and they bring in Dan Arnold from Arizona, it's been consistency in his play. Can he block? Is he understand his assignments? And some of that comes with maturity and growing up and just taking it seriously. And I think he understands where he is. This is this probably is his final shot here to prove something with the Panthers. Then he's on and he's out in free agency. He's trying to find his way and, and trying to save his career. 96 Al Wallace on Twitter is how you follow him. Al, what can we plug for you? What else can we, where can people be hearing you, seeing you, anything along those lines? Oh, man, I'm doing a bunch of things. I'm here on the Fox 46 uh, pregame show, the Black and Blue Kickoff Live. If you're in the Charlotte area, you can catch that locally every morning, 10 to 11. Um, working with the local ESPN affiliates here, just doing some radio. Love talking about the game. Love talking about football. I've been there since I left College Park in Maryland. Had a great career, undrafted. Uh, just tune in. You can you can hear me. I'll, I'll be somewhere on the radio talking about the game of love. Al, always appreciate you, man. Thank you for taking the time for us this morning. Let's go Terps this fall, all right? Go Terps, yes. Al Wallace, former Terp, uh, now down in Carolina, media figure, doing TV, radio, and stuff with Panthers.com as well, all sorts of stuff. Appreciate Al taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. It is a Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Today's show is also brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. 410-401-9797 or C3America.com for your free analysis. Let's switch gears. This man, I, I like. I'll never be able to separate this man from the image of how weird baseball was in 2020 and the Air Fives after his big walk-off hit. Um, right now, he's with the Norfolk Tides, trying to work his way back up. It's a pleasure for us to welcome back to the program Pat Valeka, who's here on GCR. Pat, it's Glenn and Kyle in Baltimore. It's good to chat with you as always, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. Yeah, you got it. Thanks for having me on. It's good to chat with you, dude. You know, Pat, I bring up, like, I'm sure that, you know, you bump into Orioles fans, people bring that up all the time. Can, can you describe to me the strangeness of that moment last summer, getting this awesome walk-off hit, not being able to touch each other, and, like, how much fun it was versus how weird it was doing the whole Air 5 bit? Yeah, it was, uh, you know, it was, I think that was at the beginning of the season. So we were still trying to feel out kind of the rules and what we were allowed to get away with and what we weren't. So, um, you know, the, the beginning of the season, it was kind of all just like, let's not make fun of the rules because they're important. But, uh, you know, sometimes we like to, to joke around with some of the stuff that they're having. Acknowledge so, kind of the silliness of everything. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I think it. that's kind of where it started. Uh, I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought it was a, and I think a lot of Orioles fans really responded to do it well, and and gave him a, <laughs> gave you a nice place in their heart because you were the author of that moment. Yeah, Leslie. I got I got a nice picture of a, of it too. So <laughs> but, glad it worked like out. imagine, by the way, trying to explain that to your grandkids in, in forty yeah, that'll, that'll years. Be a, that'll be a tough one to right. To so, explain. So let me tell you about a time in life where dad, yeah, exactly. where granddad was playing baseball, but no one was allowed to watch. Yeah, in uh, front of no one. Correct. It's going to be a really strange yeah. thing. 
Hey, Peck, uh, you know, take me through. You're a guy who's obviously been a grinder. You know, you've you've made it. You got to try to stick it out. I'm sure it's not a lot of fun when you've been a major league player for as long as you've had to have to go back down and ride the bus again all that way. Just take me through the, the mindset of someone. Like, do, do, are you able to enjoy it? Are you able to find joy in just playing baseball, even if it's at the AAA level? Or is it frustrating for you to say, this isn't where I'm supposed to be. I know what I'm capable of doing. Um, you know, I, would, I wouldn't say it's frustrating. Um, like you said, you really got to enjoy baseball um, to get through it. And I do. Um, yeah, I mean, nothing really in my career has ever been uh, easy or given to me. Um, and I've kind of just grown to accept that. And um, I mean, don't get me wrong, I know I'm a major league baseball player, but, um, you know, it's a game of performance. And uh, so far this year, I, I, I really didn't perform up to my expectations. So, um, you know, I would say I could be frustrated if I was having a really great year and got sent sure. down. But I kind of, you know, I, I knew I had things to work on and things weren't going the best up there. So, you know, I got an opportunity to come down here and play a lot and figure out you know kind of what's going on and try to try to get back to uh to the big leagues and you know that's the ultimate goal i know i can play up there i've proved it so just be uh consistent up there that i'm you know always trying to work towards do do you have something specific like this is interesting you're not a 21 year old kid right like you, you know all of these things when you go back down is there something specific you say i've got to do this or is it really nothing more than I know I know how to do all these things. I just need to go collect hits, put up numbers, remind everybody I can still play this game. Oh man, there's there's always so much you can learn. This game is is uh is always changing, and I'm you know 28, going to be 29, and trust me, I don't have it all figured out by any means. So uh, it's nice to come down and hear you know um, different coaches talk about different things. Um, you know, there's just some things that you could be told the the same exact thing in a different way and it finally clicks for you. So, you know, just trying to, trying to be consistent. Um, I think my defense was pretty good this year. Just offensively it wasn't, it wasn't. So I'm just trying to square up balls and, you know, hit the ball hard. Just felt like I haven't really done that too much well, this I, year. And I know it's a small sample size since you've been back down, but it seems like so far so good, right? It's, yeah, it's been a, it's been a good start. So uh, I'm happy with you know how it's started, and hopefully I can just continue that and continue to get better and go from there. He's Pat Vileka of the Norfolk Tides. He's with us here on GCR. Pat, the you know there's an outsider perspective of the Orioles organization and the way things look, and that it can't be a lot of fun for anybody involved, and all of those things. And I know you're not going to come on here and you know, say, oh, yeah, it's terrible. Like, I understand that, like, you're going to be biased a little bit. But but can yeah. you try to paint a picture for the rest of the country about why maybe it's not what they think it is to be a part of the Baltimore Orioles organization on a day-to-day basis? Um, I mean, I would say, you know, the guys in that clubhouse, um, you know, they, uh, they're major league players, and uh, they're doing everything they can to uh to win every single night you know um and it hurts it hurts to lose um it's not fun uh when you go through you know losing streaks like they are right now i'm sure you know it's not 
pretty miserable. So, uh, I mean, I would say, you know, those guys stick together, though. Um, everyone's pulling for each other, you know. We kind of, you know what situation you're in. You know, you're bottom of the league. So, what are you going to do? Just, you know, roll over and fold or you can do something about it. So, you know, while I was up there, everybody's goal was to win. You know, nobody wants to lose. Nobody's ever told us to lose, you know, or right. anything like that. So, yeah, it's well, I mean, you, you know, it's it's funny you bring that up, right? Because people say, "Oh, they're tanking," right? And you always say, "Like, mm-hmm. what, like the nobody's going out on the field that night and saying, boy, I'm going to try to help make sure this team gets the number one pick <laughs> yeah. next year.' Exactly. Like, exactly. It's it's I an mean, absurd concept. It's, yeah, I mean, it's just uh, you know a bunch bunch of guys pulling for each other and trying to do their best, and you know sometimes doesn't work out, but that's baseball. And, you, know, you just got to keep showing up. What was it like playing for Brandon Hyde? I think there's he receives perhaps a lot of undue blame for things that are out of his control, but he seems to be a guy who players enjoy playing for and is perhaps even relatable to the players. Is that is that true? Yeah, no doubt. I enjoyed playing for him. Um, I mean, he's in the same boat. He hates to lose. He doesn't want to lose. Um, he probably takes it the hardest out of anyone. So, you know, people, I guess, can put some blame on him or yada, yada. But, I mean, the guy's doing everything he can to to win the game every single night and put us in the right situations. So, you just got to – sometimes you just got to strap it on and go to play, you know? You you know, if there's going to be a time we're going to end up back at AAA, maybe there's something a little bit interesting about being there right now when Adley Rutschman shows up. Um, I guess let me start with, have have you seen the man walk on water yet since you've been around him down in Norfolk? Yeah, just once. Just, just once. once. Yeah. It's not it's not even all that <laughs> impressive then, right? <laughs> like, no, he makes it look so easy, too. <laughs> um, yeah. How, you know, it, I don't know if it matters to you, right? Because, like, you know, you got to worry about your own things. But is there something... <laughs> That's neat around about being around someone that's thought of as the natural. That's thought of as, you know, that's the, literally the number one prospect in all of baseball. Like, is there something that you can take from that that maybe you can help him with, knowing he's clearly on his way and is going to be up here and probably be there for a long time coming soon? Yeah, I mean, uh, the amazing thing about Adley is, you know, you just said all those accolades about him, and you wouldn't know it. You know, if you're just talking to him as a teammate, you know, he's just, uh, just another one of my teammates. Um, I mean, obviously, I can see how talented he is. Uh, special player. Um, I'm I'm excited that he's gotten up to AAA. And, you know, obviously, he's going to be a, a big part of the, the future. And, you know, he works really hard, is very humble. So uh, I think he's uh, he's got a nice... Nice career headed for him. Yeah, he seems like he's going to be okay. He seems mm-hmm. like it's going to work out all right for him yeah. moving forward. He's probably not going to have that much to work uh, worry about. Pat Vileka. Oh, yeah, this baseball, this game's crazy, though. It's a good you point, know? right? It'll humble you in a, in a, in a heartbeat, <laughs> won't it? <It'll, laughs> you can be on top of the world one second and the dumps the next. Uh, I, I totally it understand is. that, man. I totally understand yeah. that. And as we always say, right, like the greatest baseball players of all time, the greatest hitters of all time failed more than they succeeded, of course, uh, during the course yep. of their careers. Yep. Pat, it would be tough to play this game. What, what do we need to know about you, man? You know, we, you and I never had any little conversation, right? You're, you're a man, uh-huh. appro- you're approaching 30 years old. 
You're you're not you're not a you're not a kid. I under okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I don't mean to offend you. I'm I'm 37. I'll be 38 in a week, and I already started saying like I'm approaching 40. I just got to realize that life is what it is. Um, what is it outside of baseball? Tell me about life for you beyond baseball. Like obviously baseball is what you do for a living. It's what you care about the most. But the season sure. ends. What does life look like for you? What are you into? What are you spending your time doing for a few weeks? Ooh, I'm a father of two now, so how old? I'm, uh, changing diapers. I got a six-month-old, and uh, going to be a two-year-old in October. So has that changed your perspective for the game at all, Pat? Like, have you has it has it driven you more? Does it make you start thinking about you know how long you want to do it? Like, has anything about your perspective for the game changed because of fatherhood? Um, I think it's made um, you know. Leaving, leaving the the struggles, the successes at the field. Um, yeah. You know, once once I'm leaving the field, I'm I'm going to be a dad. So, you know, they don't. But it's kind of a nice thing because you know my girls they don't care if I went over four. You know, they just <laughs> they just want me to to be with them. So that's that's the nice part. So have you have you had a moment yet where you've had to play dress up with the girls? Like, have you had a moment yet? Where's that famous commercial like where they they walked in and there was like a marine and. You know, he was wearing like a fairy costume. Have you had to have a moment yet as a as a not girl not yet, but my oldest one is starting to uh, play with her mom's lipstick and makeup. So yeah, that day is coming. Yeah, <laughs> one day I'll be covered in that. That day is coming. There is no yeah. doubt about it. What about um? Are like I try to think of like my I got two boys, so it's a little bit different for me. But they mm-hmm. were I'm trying to think they had two. They were really into Sesame Street at that point, I think. They were uh-huh. really in. Is there anything in particular? Like, do you have to watch anything because of having the two little ones? That um, Yeah, my, my oldest, she's just starting to be interested in TV a little more. Okay. Um, cars. She loves cars really? and trucks and trash, trash trucks. So we, are, uh, we put a, a lot of car videos on the... Uh, on the TV and she eats it up. See, that's awesome other than on Christmas morning when you buy all of these toys and you have to spend <laughs> eight hours putting them all together and yep. you you want to blow your brains out after a little while. But totally, I feel you. I, had, I was I, so excited. I, uh, I found a trash truck toy at Target and thought she would love it. And she came and I gave it to her and course she spent about two minutes with her and moved on on the next thing 100 percent. oh my god on christmas i spent and this is not a joke pat we got a hot wheels track for my kid last year that required seven hours on christmas eve of us putting it together because we didn't have the right batteries and i had to find a store that was open on christmas eve that had the right batteries to make it work and then the pieces didn't go together that hot wheels is my mortal enemy and he was so excited and it was so worth it to see his face and I think he yep. has played with it twice since Christmas. There you go. I yep. think that's the way that it has gone since then. It is. It's uh, a lot like baseball, Father. Yeah. <laughs> it, it humbles like, you yeah. really quickly. Right? Yeah, well, what it it's the greatest thing ever, too. What about you? What? How do you? How do you pass the bus rides? Are you? Are you? What's? What's? What? Are you listening to something? Are you watching anything? Are you reading anything? Like, how do you pass bus rides these days? Um. Well, I just had my first one. It wasn't too bad. It was five hours. Um. Let's see. We just watch TV. I mean, I like reading books. Uh, probably don't read on the bus, though. Give me, give me, give me a recommendation. Good. Give me something that you've been watching. Something that that you're into that people should be watching. Um, let's see. Series uh, Yellowstone. Oh yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yellowstone's great. 
great one. Yeah, you, are, it took me a, a few years to finish, but I finally got through it. Um, I think they're coming out of the new season. I believe soon. you're right about that. I believe that's yeah. true. They just are, are you a, are you a Costner guy in general? Like, were you were you obsessed with watching the Field of Dreams game last week? You know, so, uh, I, I saw the highlights. Uh, cool, cool thing that they did. It's awesome. You know, the movie when it came out. Uh, I wasn't like a huge fan of it, but I was also. That's by the way. I'm, I'm completely okay with that answer. It's it's not yeah. it's not really the greatest movie of all time. It's just I'm yeah, I'm. The... Oh, it's, I'm just saying I'm still cool with them playing baseball in a cornfield, even if it's not a great movie. Like yeah. it's still a great I saw a idea. Video of him playing catch. Yeah, he got a nice little arm. Not bad. No doubt, man. No doubt. He was actually a baseball player. Yeah, at Cal State Fullerton, I want to say. One of the, I think was that was it? where he was. Yeah, he was a baseball player yeah, for a while. Yeah, you can tell he, uh, he you know, played a little bit. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I dig Yellowstone. That's a good one. I like that a lot, yeah. man. All right, Pat Vileka. Uh Well, hopefully we don't have to have another one of these conversations. No, because we love Norfolk, and we love the Tides, and we want to encourage people that are down that way going to Virginia Beach to go check you guys out. But we just hope the next time we chat, it's not talking to Pat Vileka from the Norfolk Tides, uh, and I'm sure you sure. feel the same way about that. I am sure Absolutely. there's no doubt about that. Pat, are you are you at all on social media that we can tell people to follow? Or you've managed to stay away from uh, Twitter and Instagram. Well, I, I managed to stay away from it. Good for well, you, dude. Kind Good of for realized you. over the years that there's more negative things on there than positive things. That so is not a joke. Not fill my a life joke. with happier things. I'm jealous, man. I wish I could do the same. Get rid of it. It is a cesspool. <laughs> Pat Vileka, I really appreciate you taking the time for us, man. Uh, uh, may you find uh, continued uh, success and health, and more importantly, continue good times as a father. Thank you for taking the time for us this morning. Let's of talk course, again appreciate soon. appreciate it, guys. Pat Vileka, of course, uh, been with the Orioles uh, significantly right now down at Norfolk, and appreciate him taking the time for us this morning here on GCR. All right, uh, today's show. Oh, you know what? I need to remind you, Stan the Fan tonight is going to be, if you missed it earlier in the week, uh, he and Ross Grimsley caught up with Shane Turner, the former Oriole. You can find that, facebook.com slash pressboxsports, pressboxonline.com. And tonight, uh, Dr. Sandy Siegel is going to be with uh, Stan to talk about the, um, uh, the race, the Dr. Sanford Siegel race uh, to benefit the fight against prostate cancer. Um, you can check that out as well, facebook.com slash pressboxsports or pressboxonline.com. All of Stan's shows are brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Going to finish up Would You Rather Wednesday. Still to come, tidbit, tubular, all of that fun. It's on the way. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Party with the flock at the Ravens Countdown to Kickoff Watch Party presented by Miller Lite on Monday, September 13th at M&T Bank Stadium. Celebrate the start of the season with a live performance by all-time low, plus a watch party for the Ravens vs. Raiders game on the Ravens Vision Boards. Appearances by Ravens legends, cheerleaders, Baltimore's marching Ravens, playmakers, and Poe. Tickets are $10 in advance and $20 the day of the event. Visit BaltimoreRavens.com slash kickoff for tickets and more info. Glory Days Grill's popular summer seasonal menu is back with favorites like their very berry salad and smoky thigh wings. It also features the all-new shrimp po'boy, crispy fried shrimp on a freshly baked sub roll with lettuce, tomato, and a house-made spicy remoulade. Other delicious items include a 12-ounce New York strip steak, the barbecue chicken bowl, barbecue ribs, and smoky thigh wings combo platter, zucchini fries, and a key lime pie. 
Rye. All of these meals pair well with Sam Adams Summer Ale or their anniversary IPA brewed by Devil's Backbone. Glory Days Grill is hiring all positions. Want to work for a great family-oriented company known for their commitment to the community? Stop into one of their restaurants and speak with a manager. Management opportunities are available. Find out more by going to glorydaysgrill.com. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. It takes time to get rich, flavorful coffee beans from the lush mountain regions of Colombia and Brazil to Royal Farms. But less than a minute to get yourself a delicious hot cup of the finest and freshest coffee in the world. Because Royal Farms' new Swiss-made coffee machines grind those rich, flavorful coffee beans and brew them one magnificent cup at a time. It's why Royal Farms makes the freshest and best coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. As one of only seven equestrian events of its kind, the inaugural Maryland Five Star at Bear Hill will give you unparalleled access to Olympic athletes in action. Come see the world's best horses and riders compete at the new Fair Hill Special Event Zone this October 14th through 17th in Elkton, Maryland. Don't miss the exhilarating cross-country competition, the elegance of dressage, and the precision of show jumping. There's something for the whole family, including great shopping, the Fresh Food Fest, beer, wine, and spirits showcase, and so much more. Come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, October 14th through 17th. Buy your tickets now at MarylandFiveStar.us with the number five. Redefine your skills, inspire change, and make a difference. The Army offers the new generation of youth the ability to be part of something bigger than themselves, while also improving who they will become individually. Soldiers have the ability to impact the world in many different ways. The Army supports humanitarian missions ranging from the COVID-19 response to natural and man-made disasters. Visit GoArmy.com forward slash Baltimore. The latest issue of PressBox is available now. On the cover, Bo Smolka profiles Ravens cornerback Marlon Humphrey, who may well be the Ravens' next true defensive superstar in the lineage of Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, and Terrell Suggs. Also inside, we introduce you to Maryland Navy, Towson, and Morgan State football players and everything you need to know for football betting as it launches in Maryland. PressBox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. This is GlennBarRadio.com. Nothing but net. Here is that print issue of PressBox that you were just hearing about. Marlon Humphreys on the cover. Go get it right now at your neighborhood Royal Farms. Next in line, Bo Smoko's cover story about Ravens cornerback Marlon Humphrey. You can go pick that up today as, uh, you know, if it's not there quite yet, just be patient. Stop back by a little bit later on tonight. Uh, I know uh, the crew is out. Stan, the fan and crew are out right now getting press box delivered throughout the region. Today's show brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, 
perhaps convenience and technologically advanced connectivity or sporty performance. I'm a, you know me, I'm a sporty performance type of guy. And aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. I was just informed there is a new contest running at pressboxonline.com slash contests. Build your fantasy football team with Ken Zalas. Of course, he'll be with us tomorrow, and then we launch the Pressbox Fantasy Football Show next Thursday, the 26th. Build your fantasy football team with KZ. Enter to win a pre-draft virtual consultation with Pressbox fantasy football expert Ken Zalas, plus personalized weekly advice throughout the season. Enter now at pressboxonline.com slash contest. This is kind of nuts to me. You're just going to have like personal access to one of the top fantasy football experts in the country. I, I don't know why Ken would agree to do this. No offense to you guys. You guys might be nice, but like I'm not giving you my info. I'm not letting you well, you're not text expert. me. Well, I understand that, but if I was, I wouldn't do that. Correct. I'm making this very clear. I would never do that. I do that to KZ all the time. Correct. Constantly. Me too. I message him in the middle of the night. Middle saying, of the draft. That's the way it goes, man. Like, I do that. The fact that we're letting you guys do it, Frank, I don't think is fair because it might mean that he takes more time before he responds to me, and I don't care for that. I need answers immediately the moment that I have the opportunity to get them. So not thrilled that that's the way that it's going to work. That disappoints me a little bit because if he's responding to you, which he'll do because you won the contest, it means it might take him another five minutes to respond to me. So I just want to go on the record. I'm not a fan of us doing this contest in general. It it they normally I consult think it's a you. Bad idea. Normally, well, actually, they do. It's the funny part. Typically, they do consult me about these type of things. Not this but time. Not this one. They did not do that. As I would have said, no, not okay. Uh, from Ryan, Ryan says, you guys are talking about moving into first place in the race for the number one pick earlier. Do you really think that Elijah Green is that good? Don't know. Not our really Don't know. job. Don't know. But I'm we just, want them to have the opportunity to pick him if they think I'm, he is. I'm, I'm being straight up about this. I This is not, to me, the way the people... I. And I, we were, you know, we've done this before. That we did the quit for wit bit. We did. Um, really, we've been you know, cursing these people that we've been making these. A hundred percent. Typically, for. we uh, was it Fubar for Kumar. Yeah. Like we've tried a lot of these hashtags over the I think years. That was the one you wanted, wasn't it? It was. No, no. I said it. Rocker bottom. Be. I thought. Rocker bottom was the one we went with. Yeah. Yes. No. Somebody else wanted, but I I said it can't be Fubar Correct. for Kumar because like you're. I said that. You would have to explain it. No, I, no, you didn't say that. I you, did. It might have been your idea. No, maybe. no, 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 no. I was the one who said I don't think we can. No. You liked it enough. Oh, I loved it. I absolutely and you were like, loved it. I think it. that's the one. But I was, I was very like, clear. Oh. We, no, I was very clear that we could not use that because hey, your buddy. grandmother would ask some questions. And well, she does not on Twitter. You're not prepared. Eh, you don't know. Not my grandmother's not anymore because she's not with us. Well, but some people's either, grandmothers yes. might be on Twitter in order to know about them. I have no idea yeah, if Elijah Green. Wouldn't that be crazy? What's that? Post post your Miss Twitter. It would be really. <laughs> it'd be really interesting. Um, I have no idea if Elijah Green is that guy or not. I could not possibly tell you if he is. He's the guy right now that everybody's all hot and bothered about. That could change you just want dramatically. But Mike Elias and company to have the opportunity to scout that whoever guy. Whoever that, that guy is, yes. I want them to take that guy. But if they choose to go under slot on that guy, then have as much money as possible yeah, for the other guys. Yeah. I get it. First overall is a little different, but I they did it once with Carlos Correa. And I hear you. I hear it worked you. out all right. It's not really about Elijah Green to me. I've, I've, I've learned enough in dealing with the Major League Baseball draft these last few years to not 
Like the NFL draft is not a, it's I think right now everybody would say Spencer Rattler is going to be the number one pick in next year's NFL draft. That's and a and it's easier in the he, NFL than for the MLB. I, I think there's a greater chance of that of us knowing that could be Talia Tagovailoa. Could be. I'm going to guess not, but it could be. It could be Sam Howell, the quarterback from North Carolina. It could be a, a, a number of players. Sam Howell nailed it. Just <laughs> nailed it. Just. Brilliant work. Boom. This is the reason why we can't get rid of you. It's Boom. just every now and then you throw in something like that, and I say, man, that's why we love you. They don't call him the best color analyst in baseball for nothing, folks. You know, he plays um, at UNC. Sam Howell? Yeah. Wow. Anything else? Uh, where's number one of those one between uh-huh. one and 20? I don't know if that's the case anymore. I think you're allowed to wear whatever number well, you're allowed to you wear. Allowed. Yeah. Well, not that's not actually even entirely true. It there is still, true. It's not entirely I true. I played enough NCAA college football. I know there are a lot of guys who wore varying numbers, but they still had standards by which you had to um, – there there were rules by which you did that. It wasn't as simple as just what wear movie is that from? Am I the only one that cares about the rules? What movie is that from? I don't remember. I, I, I know exactly what you're saying. Am I the only one who cares about the rules? <laughs> I know exactly what you're saying. Is I that believe, Lebowski? Oh, is he over the line? Yeah, that's a, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe. That might be it what is. it was. That might be what it was. Um, I believe Sam Howe wears number seven, but... I thought it was ten. No, I don't think it's number That was ten. Mitch. Yeah, Mitchell the Mitchell the Bitchell, yes. I whoa, believe, whoa, or, whoa, whoa, that, whoa. That was, he didn't want to be called Mitch the Bitch, so Mitchell the Bitchell. We just get that out of the Where's way. Where's he now? He's in Buffalo. He is the backup to Josh Allen in yeah, the, Buffalo. The coup. What did the land Mitch to get them as your backup? <laughs> My God, two you're... top ten quarterbacks in your roster. I mean, for what it's worth, I I probably would feel better about yes. my backup quarterback situation Correct. than I do in Baltimore if I had uh, old Mitchell Trubisky. But uh, it is what it is. All right, would you rather Wednesday today has also been brought to you by the BMW Championship. It is coming to Caves Valley in one week. One week from tomorrow is the first round of the BMW Championship. The top seventy golfers on the PGA Tour will be here. Playing in the BMW Championship, secure your tickets by going to bmwchampionship.com. Um, I, I I thought that Steve Smith's popularity would lead to more people saying Steve Smith. I, no, I, not in Baltimore. Everyone said Anquan Bolden, so it is what it is. This is Baltimore. Um, God will not save you. And I appreciate that. I'm. It, it's, it makes me feel better. It doesn't but, even require a, a, a moment of thought. Uh, it shouldn't. It shouldn't, but there are a lot of people that – had this weird fascination with Steve. In Carolina, Smith. I'm sure it would be a different. No, answer. there were a lot of people in Baltimore that had this. I'm like, saying obsession. Carolina, this would be a different. Oh, answer. I have no doubt that's true. I yes. have no doubt that's the case. But I don't, I don't care about them. They're not relieving people to me. Oh wow. Uh, well, I've, I've what tasted, about Al I've tasted. Their, well, he's fine, but I've tasted their barbecue. They don't deserve to be considered people. Well, let's not um, go and be wrong here. No, I, I, that's a that's a statement of fact. It's the the worst thing that's ever. So, existed. do you just not like apple cider vinegar? Is no, apple cider vinegar is fine. I don't like calling something barbecue that just. Tastes like what nothing. What do you? What do you? <laughs> You're gonna make me get very upset. Yeah, you can be, get as upset as what you want. What do you want. define be as barbecue? You don't, it needs to be saucy. You need to have your sauce. It needs to. Yeah, that would be helpful. Disagree. That's what barbecue is. Barbecue it needs sauce to have, is barbecue it needs sauce. To you have, don't need that. There are different sauces. It, it needs to have. Yeah. It, by the way, there's plenty of different barbecue sauces that work. It ain't Carolina barbecue. That's nothing. I would rather it be That's, the vinegar than the mustard. And the mustard's fine. Mustard's mustard, tasty. The mustard is delicious. I what love weird mustard. Bitter, are you doing? It's the vinegar, Glenn. It's the vinegar, the brown sugar, the red pepper flakes. That's the beauty. Yeah, there's no beauty. There's no beauty involved in Carolina barbecue. It's just so crap. Wrong. It's just nothing. So and it's constantly under flavored. It's constantly no, left they, with. They pour in 
more of the juice and mix it all yes, together, and every bite it just bursts. No, with flavor. it most certainly does not. You do have not that. had the right barbecue. No, I've then. had all of it. You it sucks. You have I assure you, you're wrong. every single place I've been to, you're all wrong. of them. It's you heat a up a little crappy version of barbecue. You get out of that styrofoam it ain't cup, barbecue, and you hear really it sizzling it with the fat palpin. And you take a little bite with the fork, just a little bite, and it pops with mm-hmm. flavor. It's like this is what I want. Mm-hmm. This is yeah, what it's I definitely want. Not what anybody wants. I don't want it to be overly sauced with barbecue sauce. I want to taste the meat. It's why it stayed in Carolina and no one else. Every region's barbecue stays in the region. No, not remotely true. You go get barbecue around here. It ain't Baltimore barbecue. You're going around here and you're getting Memphis or South Carolina style barbecue. That's what you're getting. No, because everyone knows it's better. Actually, the one food truck we like was more Carolina style. No, it was not more Carolina style in any way. The the commie pig, they might have had it available, but no one chose it. No one wanted Carolina style barbecue. What? I chose it. Yes, because you're you're an idiot. I don't know what else to say. You I, you probably like your food out of a slow cooker too. Like depends on the food, but some of it can be tasty. Yeah, you can make it tasty or you can make it good. What? I said what I said. <laughs> I stand sense. by it. No, I stand Doesn't by it. Doesn't make any sense. I stand by it. I I know exactly what I said and I stand by it. Ugh, gross. Yeah, yeah, they aren't people to me, so I don't care about their opinion because their barbecue sucks. It's it's not. It's their choice. They can live life the way they want to live. Um, but they, if they want me to respect them, they have to step up and do a better job. I don't think they care department. about whether you respect them. Well, they should start thinking about it because <laughs> it ain't just me. There's a lot of people that don't. Let's get a tidbit. Tidbit brought to you today by Sports and Social. Love me some Sports and Social. And they still have your fantasy football draft packages available for you. $250, price to start at that, space for 12 people, your draft board, They've got lots of food options, but the baseline package includes two platters of 24 wings, four towers of beer, towers of beer. want to make that very clear. We're not talking about, like, a bottle. We're talking about towers of beer, which is, uh, I just wanted this to be uh, stated for the record. It's how I prefer to consume my beer moving forward. Also, three orders of nachos with guacamole and more dynamic pricing options include massage chairs, a model to host your draft, and more. Email events at sportssocialmd.com to find out about your fantasy football draft packages at Sports and Social MD in the Live Casino Hotel. Tidbit of the day. We've talked throughout the morning about the Ravens, of course, and also about their defense, as some still think it is their calling card, and certainly they have been strong for the entirety of my life, they're about, except for 96. The Baltimore Ravens, last season under Wink Martindale, had by far the most unimpeded pass rushers pressuring quarterbacks in 2020, 70 times, an NFL defender on the Ravens did not even get touched by an offensive lineman en route to a quarterback pressure. 70. The next highest team, the Dolphins, 57. Only three other teams had more than 50. So Wink Martindale and company, aided by the secondary, have been able to to get pressure on the quarterback in spades, and not just pressure, but unimpeded pressure. Christian McCaffrey not often staying back to block, considering he's as useful as any in the receiving game as a running back. That said, 
his record-setting season back in 2019, saw him, well, have 403 touches. 403. That's a lot of touches. Mm. Much more for modern day. As Once upon a time, running backs used to have quite a few touches, sometimes nearly 400 carries in a season. As such, that 403-touch mark does not even rank top 10 all time for a single season among running backs. There are, however, six, or excuse me, five mm-hmm. running backs since the turn of the millennium okay. who have had a season with at least 449 touches. Mm. Who are they? I'll guess LaDainian Tomlinson. In 02, LaDainian Tomlinson had 451. I guess Marshall Falk. You'd be wrong. It's a little surprising. Well, you're wrong. Okay, I'm just saying it's well, a little you're surprising. Wrong, I, I can acknowledge that. For what it's I'm worth, wrong. the most all time came in 1984 by James Wilder. Oh, yeah. the great James Wilder. 492 touches. What? How? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's why we don't know who he is. His career ended after that year, maybe. Might, might, <laughs> might very well. I believe it was Tampa, if I remember correctly. I don't Wilder know. Was. But maybe they were just like, we were just going to run and give up. Um. Okay, most touches. How about. Uh, how about. How about Chris Johnson? No. How about Edgerin James? In 2000, he had 450 on the dot. How about... <sighs> there was another in 2000, for what it's worth. Oh, there was another in 2000. In the year 2000. Uh... I don't. I don't know who else would have been the year two thousand. Well, you're forgetting then. I'm forgetting then. Mm-hmm. Curtis Martin. No. Two thousand. Brian Westbrook. No. Oh, Jamal Lewis. No. And two thousand. That wouldn't have made sense. Because he never caught the ball. Two thousand. Clinton Portis? No, I don't think he's in the league at that point. It doesn't three, I think he was drafted. If you say so? I do. <sighs> I, I don't. I'm just saying, you're forgetting. I'm forgetting. You're forgetting. Oh, great. Well, now, now that you say that, it's yeah. really. You're going to kick yourself. Am I, though? Yeah. Am I going to kick myself? Yes. The year 2000? Yes. I, I, I don't know. You give up on the 2000 one? Sure. Eddie George. I, the notion that Eddie George was an obvious answer there is silly. 453 that year. Like, Edgy George was not a... Edgy George? Edgy. Edgy. Oh, Edgy George. <laughs> was not, like, such a prolific pass catcher that it should have been obvious that Eddie George would have had 450 touches. Just admit that touches. you're kicking yourself. I'm not, in any way. Like... Yeah, I mean, sure, he was a prominent running back in 2000, but the notion that I should have known for sure that Look, he had 450 touches. You don't have to kick yourself so hard, all right? I'm good. I'm going to be all right. And then there's another one since then? There are two since there then. Two since then. Ricky Williams. In 03, he had 442, so mm, no. Bum. Yeah. Uh, he had like 400 carries that year. 
LaShawn McCoy. No. Frank Gore. No. Adrian Peterson. No. Steven Jackson. Nope. DeMarco Murray. 449 Did he really? in 2014. That was his career year in Dallas. I'm still missing one somehow. You are the one with the most of any of these players. The most any of these players. Sean Alexander. No. Priest Holmes. No. No. Jamal Charles. No. So then what were you trying to say? I don't know, Glenn. What was I trying to say? Wouldn't be him. It wouldn't be Le'Veon Bell. No. I don't know. I don't know. Just tell me. Four hundred and fifty-seven mm-hmm. in two thousand and six. Uh huh. In two thousand six. For Larry Johnson. Oh, Grandmama, huh? Yeah. Oh, Grandmama. Yeah, it turned out to be not such a swell fella, that nope. Larry Johnson. Turned but out to be not a great guy. A couple great years there in Kansas City. Yeah, he was highly productive. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but uh, No, nope. I didn't say he was a good not, person. Not the best dude. Didn't say he was not a good person. Best dude. He's right up there with Aubrey Huff. No doubt. All right, uh, Tidbit is also brought to you by Mobile One. Mobile One Full Synthetic Motor Oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. The Purple Takeover is coming to the Maryland State Fair, great8smemorabilia.com. That's the word great, the number 8, the letter S, memorabilia.com is where you go in order to get your tickets. You can buy individual passes depending on who it is that you want to meet as part of the Purple Takeover, and you've got lots of of options if you want to meet Lenny Moore, if you want to meet Hollywood Brown, if you want to meet Adafi Owe, if you want to meet... Uh, Sean Wade, who another one that's uh, getting attention for how he's performed during training camp. If you want to meet Brandon Stevens, whoever it is that you want to meet, Ronnie Stanley, you can get those individual passes for their meet and greets, pictures and autographs. Or for $350, all of them, every single one, all 10. Right now, great8smemorabilia.com. Get your tickets, pictures and autographs with all of these current, former, Future Baltimore football superstars, great8smemorabilia.com, and be there for the Purple Takeover at the Maryland State Fair. All right, here's what's coming up. Totally tubular. I don't know why it is that the tennis channel is not already on. Maybe has it not started yet? There's a big tennis match today. Nomi Osaka is playing Coco Golf out in Cincinnati. It's a pretty significant one. And I don't know. Maybe maybe I thought it was supposed to start right around 11 a.m. Um, p- 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 nope, apparently they bumped it back to 12.15. So good news, I'll be able to watch all of it. I love that. Today out in Cincinnati is part of the uh, the tune-up for the U.S. Open. That's on the tennis channel. But Naomi Osaka, Coco Golf, that's good. What's not good, the Orioles play baseball again. Against the Rays, Mass and two tonight, 7 o'clock. Spencer Watkins and something called Lewis Head, who's probably really good. I've just never heard of him. By the way, did I see that the Rays... The, the att- the attendance figure for the Rays game the other night was the worst in the history of the Rays, like the first game of this series. What would that have been, like 3,000? No, it was um, from Mark Topkin of the Tampa Bay Times. Tonight's crowd of 5,460 is smallest ever for a Rays game at the Trop without COVID-related restrictions on capacity. The smallest was 5,786 in 2019. 
I mean, I, I guess there is still the fact that they're like playing, they're completely indoors, and so I don't know, although it's Florida, so there's certainly not any rules. Uh, the Rays are good, so... You'd think maybe they'd have some support. Look, man, I don't I don't get into this world. This doesn't bother me. The tickets aren't free. It's a whole thing, but... They're probably close to it. It it can't be great. I it would think you could probably can, get a ticket for about $8 cannot, on a oh, secondary market. I mean, if, you, if you're only selling 5,000 tickets, yeah. there's no doubt. You can get in for next to nothing. But I understand it's not that simple. It's sort of what it is. Anyway, uh, you think Orioles. people will be rolling up to the Orioles games in droves? Well, yeah. Once the Orioles are in town, that's when <laughs> that's what really brings the crowds out. You get a, you're telling me I get a chance to come see DJ Stewart play baseball, and your you're not taking it? That's silly. Anyway, that's tonight at seven. Masson for Blue Jays Nationals at four. MLB Network Cubs Reds uh, coming up in a few minutes. Mets Giants at three thirty. ESPN's got Little League Softball Championship at five, and then the Red Sox and Yankees at seven. NBC Sports Washington, D.C. United, New England Revolution at 7. CBS Sports Network, Seattle Storm and New York Liberty at 7. AEW Dynamite tonight at 8 on TNT. Some non-sports highlights. Non-sports. You've got, you're a MasterChef fan, 8 o'clock on Fox. I do enjoy MasterChef. Um, They sent the wrong person home two episodes ago, and I'm still not thrilled about it. What are you going to do about it? This is where I wish I was doing a, a I, like I wish I had time in my life to add a Master Chef podcast to my repertoire. I, this is a mistake and it's a flaw in the show. Two episodes ago, which unfortunately you have to go back before the Olympics, so they didn't do any episodes during the Olympics. Two episodes ago, they sent home someone who made a great dish but forgot one ingredient that was supposed to be part of it. Well, it's someone, chopped rules. Someone, it's not chopped rules is the thing. I get it. You can still um, move on, but if it's someone be a big who had been to your dish. Someone who had what been highly – it was it – was, some it was like a butter or something. Are you going to forget butter? He, he left it in the fridge and just he made it. He just forgot to put it yeah, in the dish. Shop him. And they still said the dish was amazing. Now the point being, this was a guy that was regularly in in the, the had already like one dish of the night a couple of times. Had been one of the top performers on the show. And not anymore. <laughs> the same night, one of the, someone made a dish that was they said by far the worst they had had on the competition. Yeah. But did they and they the let butter? that guy go on. Did they include the butter? Yeah, they did. They let that guy go butter. on and sent home the person who made the good dish. Gordon Ramsay doesn't and suffer. I'm not. That's a mistake. Like judging it night by night is not a good way to find the best chef among the group. Like it should matter what you've done in other competitions too during the course. It shouldn't just be well you had the best one tonight. You want to show for this chef so anymore? So you'll survive. Yeah, I do. It's Tay is his name. He's from Omaha. He's also apparently a radio Omaha's DJ. Omaha's apparently a burgeoning urban area. Is it? If you say so. Supposedly. I, I think it's got the fastest population growth of any city in America. It's in middle America. Get the heart that matters. That the heart you know. that matters most. I have a friend who moved to Omaha that. recently. You don't know the Counting Crows reference. Nope. It's, uh, you offer nothing to the world. You're much like the barbecue in Carolina. Oh, okay. Delicious. Offers nothing to the world whatsoever. Um, anyway, this was a mistake, and I'm not over it. And I've written like four senators so far. Yeah, I think that's probably the wrong way to go about it. The problem being, I I wrote the Ottawa senators, and mm, apparently yeah. you're supposed to write. Yeah, it's a whole different. Thing. Yeah, it's just a whole thing. But we need to do something about it. It's a travesty. It's a sham. Um, I I think that they should probably cancel the competition moving forward. There is no point to finishing this season of okay. MasterChef because right, of it. That's a bold statement. Um, ABC at 10 o'clock has a documentary, Superstar, about Kobe Bryant that will be taking place. Okay. Um, Aquafina is Nora from Queens, returns with two episodes tonight on Comedy Central, if anybody is so inclined. Late night, Michael Keaton on Fallon. 
Uh, one with Vince Staples. I enjoy his work. Uh, Seth Meyers. Who's Miss Pat? I don't know. Well, she's on Seth Meyers. Okay. Uh, Colbert has Daniel Radcliffe. He's funny. Miss, I, mean, I still have to watch Miss Miracle Pat? Workers. Yeah. I still have to watch Miracle Workers. Uh, yes, Miss Pat. It's a comedian of some sort. Sure it is. Uh, Aquafina is on Jim, uh, Jimmy Kimmel tonight. Ah. So. I wonder what she's talking about. Yeah, right. Uh, Stuff and things, glennclarkradio.com. All right, very good. Hey, Window Nation's got this amazing offer. They're celebrating their 15th anniversary, and you can take advantage of it by any customer that has an in-home estimate this month will be entered to win your home project for free. Or you can buy two windows and get two free, plus you pay nothing for two full years. Just call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. Thanks today to Pat Baleka. Thanks also to Al Wallace down in Charlotte. We'll get it up in the greatest hits section of the Archives. tab at glennclarkradio.com. Uh, no thanks at all to Drew. Correct. Ken Zalis obviously will join us tomorrow. And I, Irons and Fire, Stuff and Things. Got some, some things that are heating, so we'll see. Navy linebacker Diego uh, Fago will join us tomorrow as well. So we got got that. Got that. Just, just struggling, struggling this week. Thanks to everybody at PressBox. Oh, you know what? Thanks as well to a C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, our great sponsors and partners, including the U.S. Army, CCBC, MDOT, Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, Royal Farms, Chesapeake Employers Insurance, ExxonMobil, KNS Automotive, C3 American Exteriors, Great Eights Memorabilia, Sports and Social MD, the Baltimore Ravens, BMW Championship, the Maryland Five Star, the Bradley and Nikki Bozeman Foundation, your local Toyota dealer, and buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Kyle Ottenheimer, Sad Lonely Man. Follow him on Twitter, at K. Ottenheimer. Follow us, at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Wednesday evening. Go Birds, I guess. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks, too.